Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dayton Tolbert Show. I am your host, Dayton Tolbert. This is Saturday Night Live, a special uh, edition of Saturday Night Live. Uh, as many of you guys know, we uh, here on the show every year do a uh, you know a BET Awards post recap special. And um, today, what I want to do is um, look at you know definitely look at the BET Awards because there's a lot going on. I want to talk about uh, Jesse Williams' speech. I want to talk about some of the performances. I want to talk about just you know a lot of the uh the narratives that that came about from that uh leading up until uh today um but you know also we want to talk about uh the 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 unfortunate tragic deaths of Alton uh Sterling Philando Castile uh I want to talk about the Dallas shooting I want to talk about just overall what's happening you know I've been talking a lot on um social media about uh just what the the role of the mainstream media is and what it has historically been and um I just want to give y'all you know the real you know I mean you you, you know we we have gotten into as a society uh, a very negative habit a very bad habit of just taking what you know C, uh, CNN NBC MSNBC you know things that pop up on our Facebook news feed Twitter you know, and just taking that stuff as, you know, as fact, as law, as, you know, exactly what's going on. But unfortunately, you know, that's just not the case. And, and you know, and not only is that not the case, a lot of that is unfortunately blatant, uh, bold-faced lies, uh, manipulation, uh, uh, propaganda, you know, bias designed to push a particular agenda or agendas, and and so tonight I want to talk a little about a little bit about what those agendas are, and you know stuff that I've been talking about here on the show for, you know, for years. You know, I was tell, uh, telling someone on, you know, on Facebook that, uh, you know, Osho and I shout out to Osho if he's tuned in. Uh, we do the Between Brothers segment over the last week or so. I've been rebroadcasting the best of Between Brothers, so check that you know those shows out if you guys have missed them. But you know him and I have been talking about uh, you know a, a race war and just the media's desire and, and sick perverted you know agenda of just using anger and and playing upon fear to div- divide and separate and just you know, and, and ultimately conquer us. You know, and and one of the things that I'll talk, I'll talk, I'm going to talk about a lot of things tonight. But you know, one of the things that people need to realize is that overall, you know, the media has this. They, they want to push the narrative of black versus white. You know what I'm saying? It's oh, you know, black the black community versus racist white cops. Even you know, with the whole George Zimmerman thing, it was like you know Trayvon versus this white cop. I mean, and it's all you know who wasn't even a cop. You know what I'm saying? But in reality, it was you know a Hispanic. And you know, interesting enough, I'll talk a little bit later on. Uh, Philando Castile. I don't know if you guys watched the the Facebook Live video. You know, and that's that's a whole another thing that I'll talk about later on. But that that the the police officer who shot him was actually Chinese. He was an Asian man, and so you know, there's a lot of stuff that's not really being reported on and not really even being mentioned. Now, and the only reason I know that a lot of people listen now, like, whoa, dang, I didn't know that. Yeah, he wasn't even white. He wasn't, you know, what I'm saying he was a, you know Asian Chinese guy. And and the reason you know that is because and I haven't compared it, but I know I watched that video live. You know, like I saw it as it was going on on my Facebook 
uh, timeline. I didn't see like the CNN edited version and stuff cut out. Like I actually saw it, and she even said, you know, on there, like you know that you know the guy who shot him was he's a Chinese guy, he's an Asian guy. You know what I'm saying? She was saying a lot of different things that I actually haven't seen. You know, <laughs> said uh, since since that that original broadcast that I saw, which is a whole another topic. But it all kind of goes into if something uh, doesn't fit the you know the um, agenda then it's going to be altered. It's going to be distorted. It's not going to be reported on. All right, so I, that's, what, that's in a nutshell what I want to do tonight is really just talk about everything that's been going on from a real perspective, but also from a biblical perspective. You know, and I, I mentioned on, on, uh, on Facebook the other day that, and I'll just I read it how I wrote it. I said, I turn on the TV and there's no Jesus. I turn on the radio. There's no Jesus. I go to social media. There's no Jesus. I said that now more than ever is when we need prayer, faith, and Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know, I mean, let's and let's keep it real. I mean, like, am I, am I lying about that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when's the last time you actually heard someone mention Jesus Christ or or even talking about this stuff from a spiritual standpoint. You know, it's unfortunate. I mean, and I get it. I understand, you know, people are angry. This, you know, things keep happening, um, which is a whole other topic because, you know, but things keep happening. And, you know, we, we a lot, I've even seen people saying we need to get up, get up off our knees, stop praying and take to the streets, pick up our guns. And I mean, and that's just, you know, it's crazy. You know, I mean, there are certain things that we need to do to protect ourselves, to, you know, ensure that we are treated fairly. But praying is never going to be a bad idea, okay? Incorporating Jesus Christ into our conversation about, you know, um, all of this stuff that's going on is is always going to be a good idea. And so, um, you know, I mean, people who I know are Christians, I mean, I'm not even hearing people mention this stuff. I'm not even people... Talking about hey let's pray for people It's like yo I'm mad I'm pissed I want to fight I want to go march we got people marching who don't even go to church we got people who march that aren't even praying You know what I'm saying You know shout out to Samantha Over in the Friends of the Day on Tober Show group I saw a really great post One of the best posts I've seen from her probably ever You know when she was saying look you know I'm not Going to, to march and I'm not Knocking people who march But she was just making it a, a, a point That she was going to pray you know what I'm saying? And that was her priority in all of this. And so I think that's what we need to get back to um, from a you know, Christian standpoint, from a social standpoint, a political standpoint. You know, and I just, you know, it's funny, man. And so much, I got so much to say. I haven't been live in a few weeks. But, uh, I mean, there's so much stuff. I mean, people are taking God out of this whole political conversation. I mean, back in the day, I don't know if y'all know y'all history, but back in the day, if you were even in thinking about, you know, running for any office or, you know, an African-American, like if you wanted the African-American community support, you went to the churches, you know, you made sure, and, and you know, old heads, you know, remember this, the, those times, you know, you made sure that your platform was in line with with the black church, you know what I'm saying? You if you if you couldn't have the, you couldn't be a black person seeking any form of office or anything like that, any type of support from the black community without making sure that your message was in line with the black church. 
and now, you know, that's not even a part of the conversation. You know, we got the black community supporting people like Hillary Clinton, like Barack Obama, like different people on a local level who who are totally not just, you know, their platform isn't in line with the black church, but it actually is contradicting much of the black church. And so we, you know, that's a that's a problem in and of itself, guys. And so I'd like to see us, um, you know, get back to that or, you know, just incorporate God into the conversation, whatever that conversation may be. All right. Now, I posted online. um uh, some people would ask me, like, you know, are you going to talk about this? I'm like, am I going to talk about it? I said, I've been talking about this stuff. But and I guess some people don't know. Some people are newer listeners, which is cool. Um, but I posted a, a a link, right? you know, a post with all the links or several of the links. There are actually a lot more than I posted, but for my conversation on Eric Garner, my conversation on Trayvon Martin, my conversation on Sandra Bland, um, the Saving Our Children series that's ongoing, that where I discussed Mike Brown, Tamir Rice. Tonight we're going to talk about Alton, Alton Sterling and Philando Castillo and, you know, just different things. I did a, a, a special a few years ago on um, Troy Davis. Uh, uh, we talked about the Gina Six back in the day. And just, I mean, really every, anything you can think of, you know, whether it's Rodney King. You know, I've actually been there to discuss all this stuff, and that's going to continue. You know, one thing that and, you know, one one thing that I try to do uh, with these shows, though, and for newer listeners, some of you guys know me and how I do things, but you know, yes, this is an emotional time, all right. But I'm a very analytical person. Um, I like to think. You know, I will never be someone who just kind of goes with the flow and just says what everybody else is saying, regardless of what I may feel or believe. No, I'm going to do some research. And I'm going to talk about things from a biblical standpoint, first and foremost. I'm going to talk about things, but, you know, not from, from an emotional standpoint, because this stuff is emotional. So I'm not going to not be emotional, because it is, you know, an emotional time for this country. Um, but I'm also going to talk about things from a legal perspective. And that's where things get a little dicey, if you will. You know, you know a lot of times people don't necessarily want to hear, you know, hey – this is maybe you know the legal reasoning behind a a you know an investigation going in a particular uh, direction or this is the reasoning from a legal standpoint for the not guilty verdict you know what i'm saying and again that's not all always you know popular you know and that's where you know it's i i think i differ from a lot of different other media outlets all right, but that's you know, and that's I think that's important. You know, one of my most controversial shows, and you guys know I don't even like this term, uh, was the was the George Zimmerman verdict. A lot of people weren't feeling my thoughts on that. You know, I think George Zimmerman is a piece of crap. You know what I'm saying? I mean that you know, but at the same time, when I heard the not guilty verdict, I wasn't surprised because I watched the trial. Right? You know, you see what I'm saying? Like I actually watched the trial. I actually looked out for what the forensic evidence indicated and that's the narrative that i want to project tonight is for everyone to yes you know follow this stuff you know see see inform yourself about what's going on you know stay abreast of different new developments and and all that stuff but also research the laws now now again are uh, do we live in a racist country where laws are absolutely uh put in place to keep us abreast of course we live in america guys you know what I mean? We live in America, one of the most racist c- 
countries in the world. So there are absolutely biased laws specifically to to screw us, for lack of a better term. I get it. But that be that as it may, we still got to look at the laws to be able to understand why things are happening. Now, if we want to band together to work to change the actual laws, to write that your congressmen do, do different things in city council, hey, let's get some of these laws changed. But it's important to understand the law. And that's what I, you know, one of the things that I hope to do tonight is give people a better understanding of what th- some things we can do to not get jammed up in the law, to actually survive, you know, the law, survive encounters with police out here. Because, and that's, you know, it's it's really, and I'm just going to say this, you know, I'm just talking tonight, man. There's so much I want to say, so much I'm going to say. I was, uh, I was, you know, and I, it's funny, I was going to talk about this anyway. But I was online and I saw this video of the guy I posted on my page. He was kind of doing a little tutorial of the protocol um, as far as how to successfully, you know, navigate a a police stop. You know, we got thousands of people, you know, out here protesting, mad, you know, just about this stuff happening. People getting shot during during actual police stops, right? You know what I'm saying? People are actually pissed off. But then when you actually have someone who actually tells you how to avoid this, how to not get shot, how to make it home, that's not popular. I've said I've been very vocal over the last few days, last few weeks, actually, on social media. You know, I'm being vocal tonight, you know, and and people have been very receptive, different likes and comments and conversations, different things. But I post an actual, probably one of the better videos that I've seen on how to as a man, as a black man, or really just period, how to really, you know, not get shot by a cop at a traffic stop. And it's like, people were, it was like crickets. I'm just like, wow. Like, I don't know. I mean, that's part of the problem, guys. See, tonight's show, if you don't know anything about me, is not going to be, let's blame them. And it's not going to be, let's blame us. But I want to talk about the, I want to identify problems and I want to come up with solutions to problems. One of the problems is people are dying. You know, people are dying in the streets, in the, in the in the hoods. You know, people are dying at the hands of police. And I want to just talk about how do we save our children? How do we save ourselves? And the only way that that's going to happen is if we understand how they think. And not even how they think, because we know how many of them think there is, you know, they think badly. They think in a racist manner. Many of them, not all, but many. So what we have to do is change our mindset. We have to get out of the mindset of this is how it should be. We should be able to get pulled over by a cop, have an encounter, and then make it home with no, no problem. Yes, that's how it should be. You know, all laws should apply to everyone. You know what I'm saying? All lives should have the same level of value. Is that the case, you know, with white America? No, it's not. You know, but it should. That's how it should be. But what we have to start doing is take ourselves out of the mindset of how it should be and start looking at, look, this is how it is. Okay? This is how it is. Let's take, you know, let's teach our children how to not die. How to, you know, live after a an encounter with a racist trigger happy policeman that needs to be the conversation you know i had that conversation with my parents you know all throughout growing up 
I've been put, I mean, I told you, I got, I'm in the car business. I, I sell cars. I have a dealership. This is what I do. I transport cars. I drive various cars. I'm driving a different car every day, moving cars different places. You know, so I've actually had, you know, my fair share of encounters with the police. You know, you're dealing with cars. You're going to get pulled over. And I can honestly tell you, not until probably, what, a week ago? I told you guys a story last time we were live. Um, you know, I've I've really never had a problem with police. Now, interestingly enough, you know, I had a gun pointed in my face, you know what I'm saying, two weeks ago. But I can, and I'm just being honest with you, the only reason I'm alive is because, interestingly enough, I filed the procedures in that video. But but this is stuff that I was taught, you know, growing up. And so I, and a little bit later in the show, I want to walk through that, you know, walk through the video. You know what I'm saying? Not even the video, but just kind of tell people. Like women, mothers, tell your children. Because, and this is a very different, and, and I'll just say this real quick because I want to talk, I want to really get into some specifics of these cases. But what you, one of the things what we're seeing is, and this is not an attack on single moms at all. It's not at all. Um, but, I mean, the reality is, and that's what we're here to talk about, the reality, there are, there's an increased number of women who are raising young men in, in the black community, in the hood. Right, and so because we're seeing that, you know, there, I'll say this: a lot of these young men are not getting a lot of necessary information because it's it's on topics, it's on things that women on a large scale don't have to relate to or can't relate to on an everyday basis. There's something very specific about being a black man. In white America. In fact, I did a whole show on it. Being a black man in white America is the title. Google that if you want to, uh, you know, listen to that. Whether it's corporate America, whether it's just being a man in the hood, dealing with other black men, gang violence, um, you know, interacting with police, it's different. I'm not going to say it's you know it's worse or whatever, but it's just different. And so men, young men, need to be taught certain things by men. And so, I'm just, and that's why I'm t- I want to talk about this stuff. Because, and I'm not, again, I'm not knocking you guys, but I'm just letting you know, ladies, if your sons don't have this information, they are at risk. It could be a twitch. You see how fast um, Alton Sterling w- was just was shot, and I'm not saying it was his fault, because obviously I saw the video. That absolutely could have been prevented. Should have been prevented. But I'm just saying there's specific things that you just can't do, right or wrong. You know, I was watching uh, with Don Lemon on uh, CNN. He was saying, he was saying, look, he's like, I'm extra polite to police so that they won't shoot me. And I'm, I do the same thing, the same thing. But a lot of these kids, they're being brought up to not be, to be tough, to not humble yourself, to not be overly, you know, humble. You have to be like... Like almost like a punk is it's crazy to say, and but the men know what I'm talking about. If you're not like, oh yes sir, no sir, I'm sorry sir, yes officer, no officer, oh my bad, I didn't realize. Okay, my fault, man. You know you got my, like if you're not that way, I promise you, chances are you're gonna have a bad night with those cops. Anyone who thinks I'm lying, go get pulled over and, and try it for yourself. So that's that's what I want to talk about tonight is just how to survive. 
You know what I mean? How to not end up dead. I'm so sick of the, the protests after the fact. The outrage after the fact. I mean, you know, y'all know I mean, you, you see this. It, we don't get hype. We don't get excited. We don't get outraged until after someone is dead. Where is the proactiveness to say, hey, look, let's nip this thing in the bud. You know, but yeah, it, you know, let's talk about it, man. So look, um, but yeah, that's the whole thing about that. Let's get into um, the actual, because I do want to talk a little bit. And you guys, real quick, the phone lines are open too. I got a lot to say, but you know how I do, man. We can definitely um, take calls tonight, 646-200-0366. Uh, hit the number one on your keypad. I know people are emotional. People have comments. People are very vocal on social media, so you know, if you guys want to listen, if you want to talk, whatever you guys want to do, because like I said, I, I feel like talking tonight. You know what I mean? I feel like talking. You know, I haven't. We, the last time I was live uh, was the uh, Orlando shooting. Hopefully, you guys caught that man. Three hour show specifically on the Orlando shooting and everything surrounding that. Definitely a uh, informative show. Check out the archives if you if you missed it. I want to talk about Alton uh, Sterling. So what, let me just tell you guys this. It, I was I was almost brought to tears just seeing his son crying. I mean that was you know that was very sad. You know I'm not sure I've seen you know anything at, you know as sad. I mean it doesn't get sadder than that. You know a, a son a grown a grown man crying for his father. I mean that's you know like that's you know just pray for him. Pray for the rest of his kids. Pray for his family. Um, that was a situation, guys, that should not have happened um, for a number of reasons, which, which I'll discuss, but just horrible. Now, let's talk about the video because the video was you see that you see the video and then there was a second, um, you know, angle, you know, a more clear uh, version of the video. And, and from my perspective, and I, I watched it many times. Um, some people that have asked me to actually speak on it, which is what I want to do. Um, but from what I saw, you saw a man, you saw Sterling tackled, basically speared, you know, got the one officer got on top of him, pinned his uh, left arm down, pinned his shoulder down, had his, looked like his knee in his neck area. Then the other officer is, is restraining him. And... <laughs> Again, I don't. I want this to. I don't want this to come off in a, in a wrong way, because. But what I'm saying is, I didn't see what happened prior to to the video, and a lot of people are saying, well, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter what happened. No, I mean, it it actually does matter. Now, from a police standpoint, were they were they wrong? Did they need to use deadly force in that situation? Come on, guys, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That for I mean you got somebody pinned to the ground, um, but see and here's the thing guys, the problem with this situation again I'm all about helping people live. When you when you have a what people need to understand when you have a gun, you know and I I get it he probably you know he's selling illegal CDs, right I mean that's the first problem you're selling CDs, and most likely somebody snitched on him or you know he was approached by these cops and because he was doing something illegal. That probably already had a certain level of it escalated the situation to a certain point. You know, it's one thing when you're not really doing anything wrong, but when you're when you're doing something illegal, it, it you know what I'm saying? 
it adds more of a problem to it. And then when you have an illegal gun, you know, on your person, which he did, you know, and that which is a problem in and of itself, that also, which I'm pretty sure he didn't tell, mandatory gun sentences, gun violations, I know here in Philly carry a mandatory sentence of five years, okay? That's that's mandatory. That's that's a given. And so when you when you have a gun that you're not supposed to have, I'm pretty sure he didn't say, "Hey guys, I have this gun." Now I don't know. It's not clear from the video how it was became it became known that he had this weapon. But I can tell you this, just from knowing police officers, having friends that are police officers, when you have a weapon, you know what I'm saying, like. And you surprise, I put it like this, when you surprise a police officer with a weapon, that is not going to work out well for you, okay? That's never going to work out well. You know, police officers are trained to protect, protect themselves at all costs, all right? And, I'm, and I'm, that's just how they operate. So when they most likely, I don't know, again, I don't know how it became known to them that he had a gun. That already escalated it. Maybe they felt it, maybe he said it, but that already put them at a heightened uh, state. It made them afraid. Maybe this guy can get a shot off. Okay, now if you watch the video, it doesn't appear, it doesn't really appear that he went for the gun. I didn't see that. I'm sure that's going to be the narrative that plays out in the courts, which will ultimately lead to them being found not guilty. You know, he had a gun, he went for the gun, so we shot. I mean, that's probably how it's going to play out. I think that's BS. I mean, I don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. I don't. I didn't appear to me that he went to, for the gun, but what I did see was it. If you watch it, and I don't know what he was doing, or but there something happened. I don't think he went for the gun, but if you watch it, there was some motion, some maybe he, you know, some type of twitch, some type of struggle at the moment. A, one second prior to the guy shooting him. I don't know what that movement was. Am I saying that that movement was enough to warrant him being shot? Absolutely not. But I am saying that that, you see what I'm, you guys see what I'm saying? This isn't about right or wrong. We have to get out of that mindset. It's not about right or wrong. It's about how to live. It's about how to survive. That's why I posted the video, guys. You, there should not listen. There should not have even been a struggle to begin with. There should not have been a struggle to begin with. We gotta start being smart. There should not. I mean, if, if what there shouldn't even been because, like, think about it. I've listen. I've been in these situations. I could have been tackled before. I could have been shot before. Less than two weeks ago, the guy was saying he's like, oh, I I, I saw I saw myself getting hyped because they were cussing at me they were treating me in a in a in a discriminatory manner they were treating me like I was a nigga and I and and I was kind of talking a little bit back and I caught myself but before I caught myself he's like you know you want to argue he's like get out the car you know what I'm saying he makes me get out the car pass me down and I'm like and at that point I'm th- I'm like whoa let me let me chill like I'm like at that point I still hadn't done anything wrong you feel what I'm saying? I still hadn't done anything wrong, but I'm thinking in my mind, this guy is hype. This guy may want to hurt me. This guy may, he's at this point, he's probably looking for a reason. Those cops were looking for a reason because, one, he was selling illegal CDs. Two, it became known that he had a gun. So at that point, you got to say, whoa, hold on. 
How do I, how do I, because that, that's what I start thinking. How do I get home to my wife? How do I get home to my two kids? You feel what I'm saying? I'm not, at that point, I'm not thinking, this nigga, he's wrong for, he's questioning me. I'm, I didn't do nothing. I'm not even, th- I'm like, yo, how do I get home? How do I not become Alton Sterling, Philando, you know what I'm saying? How, how does that not, how do I not be that guy? At that point, I'm like, you know what, my, you know what I'm saying? My fault, I'm sorry, officer, yes, officer, no. And that's all I'm saying. Whatever happened in that moment that led to, see, that's what people don't talk about. And we won't see this from the video, but I've seen people talking back to cops. I've seen people cussing and getting belligerent with police. And a lot of people think that police are going, are like, it's like if you're arguing with them, then they're going to argue with you back. If you hit them, they're going to hit you back. No, that's not how it works. That's not how, I mean, I'm just telling y'all how it is. If you argue with a cop, he's going to punch you. If you punch a cop, he's going to tase you. If you, you, you struggle any way, he's going to shoot you. That's how it is. That's not how it should be, but that's how it is. And you have to know that. And if you don't know that, you're going to have a problem. You see what I'm saying? Like, if it gets to the point where... If, if, I'm going to be honest with you. If, you. if it's already at the point where they had to tackle him or they felt like, hey, I'm going to tackle him, it, it's already escalated too far. It shouldn't even got, hey, man, my bad. I'm selling these illegal CDs. My fault. You got it. Hey, you want to take the CDs? My bad. I'm just trying to make a couple dollars. For my, I'm sorry, officer. My, I'll, I'll keep it moving. I'll move along. Here, take my CDs. Hey, hell, here's the $50 I made from these CDs. Go buy yourself some donuts. My fault. I apologize. You know, I'm stupid. I don't care what you, my mom even told me, she said, what, I don't care what you got to say. You say it so that you can go home because these cops are crazy. And then my, and again, I don't want the, the narrative to be, oh, they don't understand. You know what I'm saying? He's, you know, making excuses for... No, I'm not making excuses for cops. The cops are wrong. Again, it didn't need to go that far, but I'm just saying, cops can be bastards. Many cops are racist and trigger happy. So again, how do we not, you know, get that to happen? How do we prevent that from getting to that point? And I really hope that makes sense to people. You know what I mean? I hope that people, that's what they take from it. Because we live in a society, I could post that right now, you know, I get attacked. On social media, but you know, kids are dying, grown men are dying, women are dying, you know, and we have to get out of that, guys. You know what I'm saying? But absolutely, um, it was a sad and unfortunate incident. Um, I pray for his family. Um, and I just, I was just thinking, I was when I was pulled over, the guy said, you know, and this is the guy specifically told me, he's like, you know what, get your, get your. License and he already had my license and registration. I think I told y'all last week. He was like, uh, he was like, get the title because you know I sell. I'm a dealer, so he's like, nah, I need to. He's like, I need to see the actual title for this car. Now, fortunately, I don't even carry my titles with me normally, but only by the grace of God that I actually had the title for that particular car on me in that moment. He's like, you know, if you can show me the title for this car, I won't take your car and take your gun license and take everything else. I'm like, my gun license, what the heck does my gun license have to do? Dude was tripping. But I was able to produce the title, but I said, all right, sir, my, I said my, my title is in my briefcase. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, is it okay if I go into my bag? He said, yeah, 
you can go in your bag, but he had his gun out. He said, you go in your bag, but as long as you're in that bag, my hand is going to be on the gun. He had the gun pointed at me. Now, I can promise you, if I would have said anything or, or, you know, did any type of sudden movements or, I mean, literally, and I was probably, in, in retrospect, I was probably stupid for even, I should have been like, look, you, here, you go through my bag. You know what I mean? You you get the title. In, in retrospect, because you see how easy that could have gone. Two shots, pop, pop, shot me in the arm four times, like like Philando, just like that. You know, and I want to I'm gonna talk about Philando a little bit later, but I want people to understand how volatile. Because I don't know too many. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I don't know too many women who have found themselves in those situations as Alton Sterling, Philando Castile, uh, Freddie Gray. I don't know. Not saying it doesn't happen, but you know what I'm saying. It's normally men, and it it goes down. You know, these cops are really, and I'll tell you, a lot of it, and some of them are racist, but a lot of these cops, the cop that I'm telling you all about with me, he was black. These cops are scared. These cops are scared. You know what I mean? They don't know if you have guns. They don't know if you have needles on them. They're literally fearful for their lives because in, in, because the reality is most black guys out here do have guns, whether they're legally Legally owned like myself, or if they're illegally owned like uh, like uh, Al- 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 Alton Sterling, you know what I'm saying? And that's what we have to understand, not as, use it as a justification, but just understand it. Like, yo, he's as scared of me as I am of him. So when people are scared, they do stupid stuff, you know, which is unfortunate. But it, again, it's the society that we live in. Now let's. I want to talk. So that's. I mean, and you guys, like I said, that's how I feel about it. It was unfortunate. It shouldn't have happened. But in my opinion, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna bite my tongue. That situation could have and should have been avoided on both ends. On both ends, because again, if you're if you're doing, because there was no physical altercation. You feel there was no physical altercation at that at the point of him being tackled. It was something was said, right? Either it was, hey, get on the ground or do this, and he said either I'm not going to do that or did something totally different. Whatever happened that led to him being tackled. Now, again, not saying he needed to be tackled, but I'm just saying, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It didn't have to get to that point. There are things, there are things that could have been done to de-escalate that, you know, so it doesn't even get to a physical point. And, um, and that's what we have to start telling our kids. That's what we have to start doing ourselves. One of the things that I want to talk about is 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 us and our community. Because I talk a lot about the community. I talk a lot about the hood. You know, and I don't know if people understand that there's a a very uh, stern and and strict and and distinct uh, policy in the hood of no snitching. Right. I mean that's that's what it is. That, that you know, if you and a lot of people don't understand what that even means. Because see, when you look at things like the mob or gangs, the you know, to snitch on something cuz people get it twisted. Snitching is when you are in the midst of some form of crime with someone else. You know, I decide to rob a bank with you and you and I get caught. 
But instead of just doing the time, taking the heat for myself, I decide to bring you down with me or bring you down to get myself off. That is what is called snitching. That's what the term, you know, back in the day they called it being a rat. That's what the mob called, you're a rat. And I get that. You know, you should never snitch in that, you know, in that instance. But the problem I have with, you know, it's like when you get caught selling drugs, you don't give up your connect. You don't snitch. I mean, you know, that's, you're doing it. You, you do that time. You say, I don't know. I, that's the code of the streets. That's just, I, I actually agree with that. That is what it is. You feel what I'm saying? Um, but when you get into a situation where your community, you know, is, is, is at risk, you know, you have drug dealers, you have killers, rapists, murderers, whatever, burglars, running, running rampant, running around free, you know, I believe that it's, and I'm not, here's the thing, I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm not even going to say that you should necessarily, if you see something, call the cops. I was taught by my father. He's like, look, you mind your business. You feel like you mind your business because the cops, if it comes down to it, they're not going to protect you. You're not going to any witness protection program, going to live in Montana somewhere under an assumed name because you ratted out your local neighbor. I'm not even saying you should do that. I've seen drug deals go down. I've seen a lot of stuff. Do I, am I sitting up there calling the cops? You know what I'm saying? Because, hey, I saw this. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm going to be real with you. No, I'm not. I'm from the hood. I get it. You know, I'm not saying, you know, but at the, but at, at the same time, I'm not going to be hypocritical because my thing and my problem with the with the black community is when you and I meant to post this earlier on Facebook I still I'm still going to what I what was I thinking I was going to put I said when you when you tell on the the hood it's snitching right when you protest or or take action against someone in the hood committing a crime you turn in someone, you're snitching on that person. You're looked at negatively. But when you see an injustice with a police officer or even a perceived injustice, then it's called activism, right? It's social action. And I'm thinking, like, hold on. What the heck? Like, what's the difference? You know, you'll snitch on the cops, but you won't snitch on the local neighborhood drug dealer who's, who you know for a fact has murders, has bodies on him, sells illegal guns, carries illegal guns, is your local neighborhood drug kingpin, dope boy, you know, walking around, driving expensive cars, geared up, all types of clothes, Gucci, Louis, this, and you know what it is. Do you say anything? No, you don't say anything. Somebody winds up dead because they had a conflict with somebody, and you know, you know, you could, whether you know, if, you know, you can prove it or not, you at least have information that I'm sure the police would find, you know, useful. You're not calling up the cops, but let, let the cop do something. Oh, yeah, I'm reporting him. I, let's go march. Let's, let's, let's not just tell what we know. Let's embellish stuff. Let's post on social media. Let's do social, uh, what is it, Facebook Live. That's hypocritical. I mean, you know that, right? That's, you guys realize that is hypocritical. Ninety, I guarantee you, 90% of the people out there in Atlanta and L.A., you got bloods. In, I mean, this is crazy to me. I'm going to keep it real tonight, guys. This is crazy to me. You got blood, bloods and crips marching against the police because, <laughs> because they killed someone, right? 
Now, whether or not the shooting was justified or not, I mean, that will that's for forensic evidence. That's for an investigation. But you got Bloods and Crips marching because a cop killed someone. How many of those blood? We're talking about Bloods and Crips. You know what I mean? Gang violence. You guys ever researched the numbers of gang, like the statistics on gang violence in the United States? You guys even ever researched the Bloods and Crips, just their numbers, their statistics? It's crazy. They kill people every day. You could be killed, shot dead, just, I mean, we're talking about traffic stops, people making sudden movements, the cops shot them. Yo, you could be wearing a freaking red hat in the wrong neighborhood and be shot dead just for wearing a red hat because someone thinks you're a blood and you just happen to be in crypt territory. And I mean, it's a, I mean, this stuff is crazy to me. You don't see people saying a, a, a thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not a thing. When you see these instances of, of gang violence, retaliations, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing to me. I've never seen anything like it. When you see, you know, we got Memorial Day weekend, you know, 70 people shot in, over the weekend, you know, July 4th, Labor Day weekend, whatever, you know what I'm saying, 30 people shot, 17 killed. This is, a, I mean, you got, come on. You know, dozens of people shot, and 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 you 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 guys know for a fact you don't hear anyone saying a thing. You, I mean, not a thing. We have thousands of people right now marching in different parts of the freaking country because a police officer shot somebody, right? But in those same cities where the people are marching. Not one person, not two people, dozens of people were killed in that very week, yet no marches. Does anyone see a freaking problem with that? Does anyone see the hypocritical nature of that? I do. Maybe I'm the only person to talk about it or to say it, but we as a community collectively can be extremely hypocritical. We got this whole thing, Black Lives Matter, and I did a whole show, a whole three-hour show specifically on Black Lives Matter. And if you, hopefully, if you think this is real, you think I'm not even saying anything. I'm just talking right now. But if you missed that show where I specifically talked about all the various instances of the hypocrisy associated with certain movements, certain people, certain hashtags, definitely check that show out. But we got to stop the hypocrisy, guys. You know, I said many many of the same people outraged over police shootings and protesting for justice know actual killers in their hood, but won't pick up the phone to bring those killers to justice. That is hypocritical. I, if you if you are a parent who who has I posted this a few years ago, it came up in my memories. I said this online. I said if, if you have, if you're a parent whose child is out in the streets right now. You know, roaming the street, standing on a corner, ass hanging out, pants sagging, carrying illegal guns, you know, doing drugs, smoking weed. And many, and many of you guys know people, some of it is you, you know, some of it is people you know, but you have no right to talk about anything or anybody. You have no right to, to, have, an, to have an opinion 
on anyone being killed or anything negative happening because you are allowing negativity to happen in your community. We got to start holding parents accountable for their children's actions. You know, we live in a society, and it's amazing. I'm, I, I turn on the news. I just stare at the TV. I just stare at the TV sometimes. I just, I'm in amazement. I'm in such amazement, guys, at, at, at people. I, I stare at my computer screen, you know, and I see people outraged. I see p- people mad at the cops. And I'm a 38-year-old black man, you know, and I'm just looking like, you know, the cops, are the least of my worries as a 38-year-old black man out here in these streets. They are, I mean, like I said, and, I, and I get pulled over. Like I said, and I get pulled over. I got pulled over two weeks ago. I text my, oh, boy, here we go again. I'm pulled over. I put, took a picture. I'm taking selfies of me pulled over. I posted them in the Friends of the Day Don't Talk About. Oh, boy, here we go. Because I knew I wasn't going to have a problem. I'm, and I'm not saying, like, like, to be cocky, but I'm just saying because I know me. I know, like, all right, I know what to do to make it home at night. You feel what I'm saying? And I'm just saying that the cops are the least of my worries. What my worries are, I worry for my kids. You know, I say I bought my, my daughter a little freaking, uh, you know, cut those things, little motorized vehicle she can ride around the streets in, you know. But it's just like... I don't even I don't even want to allow her to ride that thing just because, you know, it, it's it's not safe. You know, and I don't even really live in a bad neighborhood, but it's just you know, keeping it real. I don't feel safe. You know, you you could be around, you could be in the malls, you got people running through doing freaking flash mobs and, you know, people stick up kids doing different stuff. That's the problem. You know, I posted a video, and people had nothing to say about this freaking video. You see a video, go on my page if you missed it. You see a video of a, just a guy walking late at night. You just see him walking. Three guys walk up on him. One guy, you know, hits him. He falls to the ground. They're kicking him, stomping him. They rob him. That's, that is the biggest problem in, in the black community. It's not the cops. Cops are, I mean, you know, yes, there's an issue. Yes, there's some things that need to be addressed. But for us to sit here and act like that's the biggest problem when you got 50 people killed the weekend prior to Alton Sterling and Philando Castile killed. Literally dozens of people, black men, were killed the same week that these two guys were killed. But people want to talk about the cops? I don't. I mean, like I said, I don't. That's crazy to me. That does, that makes no sense to me. If someone thinks there's a justification or a rationale, rationale to look at two lost lives compared to dozens of lost lives, and one, and to make it seem like the narrative being pushed that that you know this is like a much greater problem in our community, it's like I don't know. Maybe people are just. I mean, they're speaking from an emotional standpoint. I get it. But I get emotional too when I hear about, you know, black men killed, killed in the streets. Like killed for what? I, you know, I watched a video guy here in Philly. You know, he he had a freaking AK-47 shot up a SEPTA bus. SEPTA is our the Philadelphia, you know, transportation system, like a bus, a city bus. How do you you, you know just in broad daylight? Like what the heck? 
Like, that's crazier than any any police shooting that I've seen. You got a guy shooting up a bus with babies and men, women, children, innocent people, just to try to shoot one person? Not that same level of outrage as when a police officer does it. Uh, you know, I don't, like I said, I will never be on board with that. I will never be on board with, until I see a significant change in us. I will all. I will never point a finger at another race, at anybody, before looking at us first. Some people say, "Well, you know, I'm I'm madder when it's when it's the white man doing it to us." I say, "No, I'm madder when it's the black person doing us." Because the problem with it is, when you look at when we were most united, you look at slave times, you look at the civil rights era, you look you look at Jim Crow. We you didn't hear a whole bunch of stuff about us killing each other. You know, yes, we were being oppressed. Because that's what they do. That's you know what I'm saying. We, we live in America. That's what is expected. If you live in the South, you should you expect to be uh, looked at in a racist manner. If you're in corporate America, you should expect to be discriminated against. It's not right, but you you know you know what it is. You should know what it is. But I don't. I will never expect to to be robbed by my own people. I would never expect. To to see us, you know, a black man shooting another black man for no reason, I will never just, you know what I'm saying, just accept that and and live expecting it. It will always anger me more than more than anything else. We have to get back to, you know, hold, look, locking up in arms with each other, our brothers, our sisters, to unite against oppression. But how can we be united when we're killing each other? It's amazing to me. I I told you guys I carry a gun. I don't carry a gun to have a, to shoot it out with the cops. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to protect myself against the cops. I'm trying to protect myself against niggas, against thugs. You know that's the problem. That's the that's the real problem. I mean nobody's gonna say it but me. But that's the real problem in America in the black community is these niggas. With nothing to live for, thinking that they're going to be dead before before they're 21. Nothing to live for. You step on somebody's shoe, you're dead. You look at somebody wrong, you're dead. You wear the wrong color, you're dead. I don't think people realize how. I, again, I live in the hood. I work in the hood. I have business. You know, you. It's so easy to lose your life. It's so easy, and people don't realize it. You know, and I believe it, you know in some in many instances, not all, but. I'll put it like this. I haven't seen a police shooting in you know, any of these names that I've named out, Eric Garner, Trayvon Martin, Sandra Bland, Mike Brown, none of these cases, even Tamir Rice, you know, I I can think of, you know, and, and based on forensic evidence, based on the situation, in my mind there are scenarios in which these situations could have been avoided. There was not one of these situations where I should be like, you know what, if this was done differently on either side, something could have been avoided. At least this person could have been alive. I can come up with scenarios, plausible scenarios on how that person could have been alive. But there are situations that I personally have seen where people were killed for no reason, punched in the face for no reason, stabbed for literally no reason whatsoever, nothing they could do to avoid it. You know, and so, you know, I I believe, and I don't, you know, I don't think that that's one of the reasons, that's one of the issues I have with this whole Black Lives Matter movement. You know, I mean, do Black Lives Matter 
I mean, come on. It's just to me, it's just stupid. It's just it's you know every like of course Black Lives Matter, you know of course Black Lives Matter, you know my life matters, your life matters. See, I'm looking at it from a Christian standpoint, you know, and I've talked about this before, you know what I'm saying. But when you look, but that's why I'm saying we got to bring Jesus back into the to the to the equation. You you know when you separate, when you divide and say okay, Black Lives Matter, you can't be you can't not expect people. To the, at at some point we'll say what about my life or what about these lives, you know? I mean it's it's crazy. That's not how Christians should be thinking. That's not what Jesus Christ taught us. That's not what the Bible says. People are focusing. They're putting race over religion. They're putting race over spirituality. And we got to get back to what would Jesus do? Jesus would he may preach to everybody. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter who you are. You're the leper, the whore, the saint, whatever. You know, hey, you your life matters. Hey, look, if you accept me as your savior, hey, you can go to heaven. You can have life. Your life matters. Everyone's life matters. You know, let's we the the not, the, the irony is that the Black Lives Matter movement is is not going to do anything uh, without bringing a Christian standpoint to it. Until you like the protest, until you start trying to give life to people through the word of God, no one's going to look at you differently. That's the irony behind the whole thing. You have to approach it from a Christian standpoint. You have to pray for people because the, the, the media puts, you know, this hatred into people. And you guys know the only thing that can drive out hate is love. You know, and what is love? God is love. So without putting God into people's hearts, and praying for people genuinely and approaching people from a genuine Christian standpoint and asking for favor in those particular situations, you're never going to have people's hearts changed. You can't force someone to like you if they hate you. Only God can do that. You have, you see what I'm saying? Only God can change someone's heart. To I, I know it. I was, I was playing tennis. I told my wife, this other, I play tennis. I'm in a tennis league. I was literally playing tennis. I was playing tennis with, a, with a, you know, a, an opponent. Right, and the lady. There was a lady playing in the opposite court, playing with a you know one of her friends or whatever. And so, we both finished up at the same time. This chick saw me playing for like two hours. We were playing next to each other the whole time. I'm sweaty. I'm you know I'm gathering my stuff. I'm walking to my car. As I'm walking, she goes to her car. I hear the door lock. She like locks the door. She gets hurries, gets in the car, locks the door as I'm walking by. I'm like. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not. We think I'm gonna rob you after I just got playing tennis for two hours right next to you? It's ridiculous. I so I get it. I get those looks, but I'm not gonna try. I can't force her by saying, "Oh, Black Lives Matter." You should. You need to respect me. No, I, I gotta pray for her. I gotta ask God to come into that woman's heart, and that's what's not happening. All lives matter, and I'm not saying it because it's a cliche. I'm just saying it because it's real. I'm saying it because it's the truth. And I've said this before. I mean, if you really want to be, like, if you really want to be technical about this thing, I know this is what people don't really want to do, but if you really want to be technical, really Christian lives matter. For real, I mean, if you really want to break it down, you know, because if you think, when you say life life matters, you know, I mean, I don't want to offend anyone who's not Christian, but, you know, it is what it is. The Bible is what it is. It says what it says. If you not, if you don't accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, 
Well, where are you going? Where are you going to spend eternity? So what does your life matter if you're ultimately going to hell? If you're ultimately going to spend eternity, you know, in, in the lake of fire, does your life, I mean, does, does what you do here on this earth matter if you're going to spend, you know, eternity in, in, in purgatory? Not really. So for real, for real, you know, Christian lives matter. Godly lives matter. If you, you know what I'm saying, if we're being honest with ourselves without having this fear of being politically correct, because I, I really don't care about politics. I don't care about politics. I don't care about uh, being politically correct. I don't care about the media. I say what I say. I feel how I feel. And we, that's what we got to do. Forget all this black-white stuff. Because watch this. We're the only fools feeding into the black versus white. Y'all know that, right? Don't you guys understand there's a greater plan here at work? And I'm not even, ta- I'm just talking right now. I'm not even, I got so much to talk about. I need to keep it moving. But there's so much I want to say about this. The greater plan here is rich versus poor. It's upper class versus lower class. I mean, y'all know that, right? Now, yes, in those instances, it happens to be the you know minorities in the lower class. It happens to be you know rich white folk in the upper class. But it's not black versus white because if you are in a situation like your Jay Z or you know Oprah or you know people who have these billions of dollars. That buys you a seat at the table. You know, it's not it's it's about the rich getting richer and the poor staying poor. Yeah, I mean that that's really what all this is for. It's about government control. It's about world domination by the United States government. They want to rule the entire world. You know, imperialism at its finest. They want to literally rule the entire world. That goes back centuries. It's always been the plan. They want to rule the world. You know, and but their specific government, you know, what I mean, they're the people they want to control. So how do you control the people? Well, that's what we're going to get into a little bit later. But that's you know that's what's going on here. You know, they they want to you you divide the people, uh, you know, you conquer the people, you enslave the people before. But how do you? But and I'll get into this later. But but how do you enslave people? How do you control people? Right? Well you can't you can't do all these things if the people are still armed. You can't do these things if people have guns. But that's you know, that's a whole nother topic that I'll get into a little bit later. So that's 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 the issue. So let's let's let me keep it moving real quick. Um can I just say this? We're gonna see over the next few months, we're gonna see um investigations, we're gonna see Grand juries, we're going to hear forensic evidence, we're going to see the media doing what they do. And I would really just encourage people to, whether it's Alton Sterling, whether it's Philando, to, you know, do not what they did with Trayvon, you know, to not do what they did with so many of the other cases, which is march and protest and riot, but then disappear when the trial starts or disappear when actual evidence is released. You know, let's, you know, I say that, I said online, most blacks will call for justice, but they won't even give the investigation a chance to be done. Because this is amazing right here. People are so mad. I get it. I get the anger. I understand. Because there have been so many instances in the past where, you know, people have been patient and they've gotten nothing in return. So they're saying, look, I'm not going to do this again. But you can't, the, the irony with this is we're marching for justice. Let's march for justice. But if you, 
And now, if you just say, look, we're mad as hell, and we want to riot, and we want to march, hey, hey, I, I don't agree with that, but at least I understand it. Then fine, just do it. But don't call for justice. Don't, don't march for justice before the freaking investigation has even had a chance to begin, let alone has been concluded. Because justice, if you really look at the, 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 the dictionary definition of justice, it's allowing the legal process to take its course. And if you if you're if you you know you want justice, that means you have to be patient and allow the process to, to, to run its course. So how can you say you want justice and you're marching and you're riding because there's no justice when when the, it just happened yesterday? It just happened two days ago, or it just happened a week ago, whatever the case is. You get you know what I mean? There ha- that means there has to be an investigation. That investigation will uh, involve interviews of eyewitnesses. It will involve forensic evidence. We'll look at fingerprints, video, uh, different videos that may be uncovered, different things like that. You know, that's, you know, justice. There will be a trial. There will be, you know, maybe whether a grand jury, there will be testimony given. Um, you know, there will be jury deliberations. You know, but, and so that's, that would be the legal process which would constitute what justice is. So you can't, it's, it's, counterproductive to march and protest and riot for justice when you're consciously not allowing the the you know the process to to run its course i mean i just i mean you know, I, like i said i get it i understand it but it just you know it's it's counterproductive you know what i mean you have to actually give the process now now if you're saying look i i'm pissed off i already know the process isn't going to work i already know they're gonna, you know, there's not going to be a real investigation. Okay, cool. If that's how you feel, then you got to do what you got to do. You know, but don't say I want justice because that means having patience in the judicial system. One of the issues, another, I talk, I've been talking a lot about um, over the last several months, really probably at this point, last several years, uh, media propaganda. You know, and I, it's just the media has an agenda, whether it's CNN, NBC, whatever. Um, even what you see on social media, I said that when you have a white man shooting a black man, it's national news. But a black man shoots a black man, and it doesn't even make the news. Did you guys know that <clears throat> for every murder, you know, killing, that's, you know, report that's shown on the news? You might say, oh, a man was killed, a man was shot. And you're saying, I live in Philly. You know, and so I wake up, you know, it's 5.30, 6 o'clock, I'm watching the morning news. It might be like, oh, okay, there was a man shot at so-and-so. Do you really think that that was the only shooting that night over the last 24, 48 hours? Of course not. Of course not. You guys know how many shootings there are that don't even get reported because your local police department wants to keep the statistics down? Police chiefs look bad. You know, they're rated based on the crime rate. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'm not going to go too into detail, but, you know, like I said, I know I know police officers who tell me, they're like, yo, it was 15 shootings last night, but they only reported like five or five to ten. You know what I mean? Like, like that stuff happens. Like, this, is, I'm not just saying this. I'm not, this isn't a conspiracy. But like, that's actually happening in, in major cities. They, you know, they're lying. You know, they're not reporting certain things, you know, and it's unfortunate that, that, you know, that that's the way it is. But people need to understand, 
any form of media, and that's one of the things, that, one of the reasons why I encourage people to support independent forms of media, like the Dayton Tolbert Show, like some of these other people on blog, talk, radio, podcast, you know, do, doing different types of, uh, you know, radio shows, TV shows, YouTube, that, that because you're, you're able to be free. You know, you're not controlled by a, a machine that says you have to do this, you have to say this, you have to push this agenda. You know, you can, and that's the that's the real, uh, real media right there because everyone else is is just pushing an agenda. You know, I said that the government slash media, and I I will always put the slash in there because the government and media are very much so connected. You know they're intertwined. The government controls the media. You know, the, I said the government and media has a clear and distinct agenda when it comes to the black community. Let's stop making their job easy for them. I said that a nation divided is a nation controlled. Okay, we are as divided as we could possibly be right now. Things are as worse as I've ever seen them since I've been alive. These last eight years, you know, and I, I'm not saying, oh, this is Barack Obama's fault, but, I mean, I, it's, it's amazing that people can look at, you know, everything that's going on in the world from a social standpoint, from a political standpoint, from an international standpoint. I've never seen anything like this. I mean, this is, I'm 38 years old. I've seen, I've seen it all. Bush, the Clintons. I've really, I mean, this is as as bad as I've ever seen the world. Okay, I mean the 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 inner city, <clears throat> excuse me, inner city shootings, um, just crime. Um, you know, I mean, we're on the verge. I'll talk about this a little bit later. We're on the verge of. We've never put it like this. We've never been closer to war. You know, World War Three than we are right now. I mean, you guys, you guys know that, right? <laughs> Like I don't think people, like people are looking at the last eight years. Like, oh my gosh, I wish Obama could serve another term. I'm like, like what are you talking about? Like what are you basing that off of? This this is as bad as the world has ever been. This is as bad as this country has ever been. People are talking, about, oh yeah, a few jobs here, a few jobs. I'm not talking about jobs. People are so financially driven and financially motivated. They see any improvement in their pockets and their bottom line. It's like, oh, my gosh, he must be doing a great job. I don't give a damn about money. I'm looking at things spiritually. We are seeing a, the, a satanic agenda being pushed stronger and harder than it's ever been pushed by the media. You know, entertainment is, is worse as it could ever be. Um you know, like I said, internationally we are as bad. I mean, ter- you know, look at just terrorism and just it's it's horrible. It's never been worse. I, I'm, and I'm talking about George Bush. I'm talking about both Bushes. I've ne- you've never seen gay gay rights and this homosexual push worse than it is now. We've never been at more at war than we are right now. Things domestically have never been worse than they are right now. Riots and killings. I mean, look at just look. This is as bad as it could possibly be. And people want more of the same. It's amazing. I mean, it's like people. It's like people. I'm, look, I'm looking like, what are you looking at? 
You know, any other president in the history of the world who was who who you know was president in the midst of all this, you know, would be run out of town. Approval ratings would be at an all time low. You know, but I mean, you know, it's it is what it is. What else, man? <clears throat> Philando. I want so we and really all that was I want to just kind of talk about Alton Sterling. But uh, let's talk about Philando. Now, like now, I told you guys I watched that live, and it was crazy. You know, I mean, it was crazy. But I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I, I I do a little bit more. Like I clicked on the young woman's page, and I'm not implying anything, but I, it, eh, it just didn't really. You know, some things just didn't add up to me, man. I, you know what I'm saying? Some things just don't add up. Um, I clicked on. What's her, what's her name? Uh, lavish, lavish, whatever her last name is. You know, so I clicked on it. You know, like let me just check this. You know, what? Is, who is this? And I, like I'm on Facebook, like I look at profiles every day. I have a profile, and you guys know, you guys know what it is. Like to me, I'm just saying to me, and I'm not saying that it was or it wasn't, but to me, that looked like a, I've seen fake profile. That looked like a fake profile. It looked like I mean I don't know if you guys can from what I understand they took the they took her page down and you can't access the page. Uh, you know, shocker. Uh, but I you know I don't know guys. I'm not saying that something bad didn't happen, but I'm just saying that 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 profile did not seem like a real profile to me. Okay, I'm just gonna say that because I don't I don't I don't have the answers. Like what Kanye said, you ain't got the answers, sweat. Like I, you know what I'm saying? I ain't got the answers. I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything. I don't. I'm not gonna sit and act like I know the agenda, and I have an inside look at their playbook and, you know, how I don't have all the answers. But when I see something that doesn't make sense from an intelligent standpoint, I'm going to speak up on it. And that, that profile was a fake profile. Like, for example, I clicked on the profile, and it was like, like I mean, how many, think about it, how many times do you post on Facebook a day? Like, I may post, I mean, depending on the day, but maybe five, six updates of my timeline, you know, maybe 10 at the most, but I clicked on the profile that night while the thing was live, and and it was like, no, it was weird. You saw like all these little comments that she was making, but they were all made on that day. Like it was weird, it was like I scrolled back, you would, I, you would think you were looking at something from the last several weeks the way, it was like at least 20 different postings all from the same day. And then I clicked on the pages of the some of the people. It would be like four likes, five likes. I would click on some of the pages of the people liking some of the things that she was saying, and those pages look fake. So I'm just – and again, I did this that night. I haven't gone back. I don't know. I haven't – you know what I'm saying? I haven't gone back to see what it is now or, you know, maybe you guys have. I don't know. I'm just saying that that's what I saw on that night at about midnight when I saw it being broadcast or whenever it was. It, I just smelled a rat. I don't know if you guys did that, but are you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's yo. The Bible says to to beware of spiritual wickedness in high places, guys. Spiritual wickedness is is very much so at work. You know what I'm saying? Whether that's the government, whether that's the media, 
whether that's these celebrities, these international leaders. Um, But we live in a very, very evil world, but specifically evil country. And there's a lot going on that you guys don't know about. There's a lot of stuff that just goes on secretly, you know, and you will only see it if you know what to look for. 90% of the things that we see on TV are totally fake, totally false, and and it's being passed off as real, you know. And it, and if you look at the Bible and understand stuff, you know, different symbols, different, you know, ideologies and what that stuff means, that's when it all starts to make sense. But uh, rest in peace to Philando. Um, one of the, one of the issues that I had, and I don't like I said, I don't have too much to say about that. One of the things I will say is, you know, she all we saw, and this goes back to what I was saying in the beginning about, you know, how to survive. You know, I, we didn't see just like we didn't see what happened with Alton prior to him being tackled, what was said, what was done. We didn't see that. We didn't see at all. You know, what happened with Philando? Now, again, I'm not saying the young woman in the video was lying or, you know, what, but, I mean, we just didn't see it. You see what I'm saying? And, again, I want people to understand, this is not right. This is not how it should be. But any, the slightest of movements, it could be just going for a wallet. And if you look at the video that I posted from the guy giving tips on how to survive during a traffic stop, going, I keep my gun on my right hip, I'm right hand. I keep it not even really on my hip. Watch this. I keep it on my, like almost on my butt, my right butt cheek, you know. So it's not on my back. It's not on my my hip. It's like on my bone. Like what do you call that? Like your your butt bone, you know. And I so really almost perpendicular to my wallet. That's where I keep it. That's where most people keep their guns, actually. When they're carrying, when they're doing concealed carry. So if someone says, give me your wallet, get, let me see your license registration. If you have to go, and you might have an attitude, you might be nervous, you might not be thinking. Oh, let me just get this wallet. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Make a sudden movement to go to your wallet, which, see, you guys, women, you don't carry wallets. You carry pocketbooks. So even if you were going to get your wallet, it's a more fluid calm motion you're reaching over most likely to the passenger seat to go into your pocketbook and pull out your belongings or maybe on the floor or whatever but as a man you have to literally twist your body to go into your back pocket there's really virtually no difference you know in the motion of going into your back pocket to get your wallet and and going to the holster where your gun is kept it's the same motion Okay. Now again, you know, is everyone going to be trying trying to have a shootout with the cops at, you know, in the middle of the daytime or whenever you get you get pulled over? Probably not. But as a cop, you don't know that, you know. So you don't want to make those sudden movements, you know. And that's why you want to like for me. And I'll give you guys a little tip. I do this every time. See, there's a moment when you get pulled over, you see the lights. Woo! You're like, oh boy, here we go. So you pull over. Don't wait for the cops. To, to come to your knocking on your window to get your stuff out. Get that stuff out immediately. That's what I do. So as soon uh, as soon as I see the lights, I'm getting my, 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 you know what I'm saying, my wallet out. 
I'm, you know what I'm saying, pulling it out. So it's already out the little case, out the little compartment. I'm getting my registration already out the glove box. I'm putting it on the dash. So when he comes, it's already right there. I ain't got to do nothing. My hands are on the wheel. The radio is off. The car is off. The window is already down. You know what I'm saying? Don't go making motions. Oh, let me fumble with the the window switch. No, everything is already done. And then you're you're humble. You're polite. You're out of there in five ten minutes. You know what I'm saying? But it's and it's so. I guess what I'm saying is now, according to the the interviews of Philando's mother, she taught him all that. She told him all. That. That's what she said. Now, I mean, you know, is that what ha- what happened that night? I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know. But I'm just saying, you know, that's what that's what we got to look at. That's what w- needs to be determined, you know, what kind of motions were made or, you know, maybe no motions were made at all. I'm not saying maybe these guys were just bastards. Maybe the Chinese cop was just a trigger ha- trigger happy dude. But, you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't know. Because I'm letting people know sometimes it, it, it all it takes is the wrong movement. Told you, a guy, a cop told, he had a gun in my face. He said, as long as your hand is in your bag, my hand is going to be on my gun. He told me that with a gun pointed in my face. If I would have made any sudden movements, no more Daydon Tolbert show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just, that's, I'm just being honest with you. You see what I'm saying? And that's how easy it is. And I know what to do, but I, even I could have messed up. Because like I told you, I should have had that stuff out. I should have had the title out. You see, imagine someone who doesn't even have half that information, how easy it would be to get jammed up and find himself, you know, in a bad situation. So, so I mean, there's that. Now, one of the things I, you know, from a government standpoint, you got, I mean, this is amazing to me because, you know, when you have a government that is con- that controls the media, there's certain laws, there's certain regulations, the government has put in, I've talked about this before on my show, but the government has put in place certain regulations that say it's illegal for the media to show images of dead U.S. soldiers. You know, you, you cannot show dead soldiers on television anywhere. When's the last time you saw a dead soldier from Iraq? Nowhere. You don't see it because it's illegal. They don't have, they have a, you can't even show a dead body. Of an American. Now, you can show in a dead Iraqi, Afghani, whatever, ISIS. You, you can, They'll show you that all day. But, of course, that's to, you know, push the agenda, propaganda, um, you know, gather up public opinion in support of these, these ridiculous wars. Um, but you, but you, you, so you can't do that, but you, you can show someone dying and stream it live on Facebook? The government controls Facebook. You guys know that, right? I mean, y'all talking about, what is it, Mark Zuckerberg? Mark, listen, listen, listen. The government regulates all this stuff. If you guys know anything about how this stuff works, the government has regulations on everything, whether it's the Internet, whether it's, you know, everything, cell phone usage, um, spying, different technology. There's regulations on everything. So you telling me you can somebody can stream? I can't even post something. I I tried to post something about homosexuality and it said you can't you can't say this because it violates it may offend some of your users. 
Some of our users may be offended by the content you're trying to post. I'm trying to say what the Bible says about homosexuality. They're telling me I can't post it because it be, could be deemed as hateful and offensive. I get an error message with 90% of the stuff I try to post. Y'all know I keep it real. Somebody says, yo, Dana, you, you used to say some a lot of more stuff on Facebook. You don't, you, you, I can't say it. They stopped me from, I can't say anything. 90% of the things I try to post, I, I uh, get no, error notifications. So you're telling me I can't say something about homosexuality from a biblical standpoint because it may offend somebody, but somebody can broadcast someone dying and, like, bleeding to death <laughs> online? Like, does that, what? Does that make any sense? I mean, really think about this stuff. You can't broadcast certain things, guys. People monitor, the government watches everything. They see everything. You got thousands of people watching someone dying live on Facebook. And, and You know what I'm saying? And that's okay. And they can just continue to stream that and people can share it. But but you can't show a dead person, a dead U.S. soldier. I smell a rat. I smell a rat, guys. I mean, there's, there's stuff that they're allowing to be seen that has never been seen, allowed to be seen on, on TV before. This, I mean, even a video of of, uh, of Alton Sterling. You see this guy getting shot. You'd never see that type of stuff ten years ago. I took media ethics courses all throughout college. My major was communications and journalism. They would never allow that stuff to be seen on on, on TV. But now that it coincides with the agenda, you know, of inciting a race war. Oh, it's all good. Let's yeah, let's let's stream this live on Facebook from this fake page. Yeah, I'm just it's no need to shoot. I mean, come on. I'm just telling y'all that what is lavish what Reynolds or whatever her name was I'm just that was a fake page. Yeah, like I say, if you if you I don't know if you can still see it, go somebody let me know. Let me go on there to see if you can still see it. That was a fake page though. I don't now again, I don't know if that was a fake person or a fake thing. I don't like I said, I don't have all the answers, but that was a fake page. Okay, just to, just to let you guys know. Um, so yeah, that's that's some that's more instances of media propaganda. All right, what else is going on out here? Um, I mean, yeah, I was so so I told you guys about surviving. Okay, like I said, the video didn't show what happened, so you know it's tough to say. All right, what happened? What he did? What he didn't do? But one of the things that I will say is that. We we all have to learn. I said online the other day, I said that law enforcement, police officers are in serious need of training on how to de-escalate potentially volatile situations and the I mean, period. That's not a, there's not a but there. That is a period. Law enforcement, police that's that's racist cops, that's, you know, black cops, that's white cops, that's Cops, poli- I don't believe that police officers are receiving uh, the proper amount of training to de-escalate situations, to handle situations. And I get, I know they're trained. I've heard they're trained. But I'm saying I don't believe that they have been trained, uh, uh, you know, effectively. Obviously, you know what I mean. That's why we keep seeing these situations. So that, that the police officers need more training to de-escalate potentially volatile situations. Period. 
And then I said that the black community, you know, black men, black women are in serious need of training and and just knowledge on how to conduct themselves in those same potentially volatile situations in a manner that will ultimately lead to us remaining alive. I told you guys in the beginning of the show, parents are not teaching their children. I posted the video. Look at go on my page. Wait, one like, two likes? The most look at this, the most valuable information that young black men could possibly have about how to survive a a traffic stop from a police officer people aren't even expressing an interest in that and it's not just me because i i got that from somebody else's page and even on their page and even on that other person's page and on many it was shared but people aren't they're just ignoring it but let somebody talk, oh, let's march on the let's march on city hall let's go riot let's go protest let's go loot and people get excited but the actual information that will help people remain alive, you know, to prevent the riots and the protests and the outrage, people ignore it. That's amazing to me. I'm like, yo, I don't, I don't get it. Well, I do get it, but it's just unfortunate, actually. You know what I'm saying? But uh, so, so that's what I said. I said that less than two weeks ago, I was literally in the same exact situation as the young man killed. And I thank God for my upbringing and for God's grace. And that's really what this stuff comes down to, guys. You know, I mean, we, we got to pray. You got to pray for your kids. You got to pray for yourself, pray for your loved ones, because at the end of the day, family is under attack, clearly. You know, whether it's these shootings, whether it's, there's the, you know, the destruction of traditional family values and morals, and the family structure that we've all known over, you know, growing up, it's all under attack. You know, Satan is 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 having a field day uh, with everything that's going on out here in the world. You know, and we got to get back to, uh, you know, we got to get back to praying, and that's that has been lost. I told you guys in the beginning of the show, you know, Facebook, TV, radio, you can't. I told you guys a couple of weeks ago. The fighter, who I forget the name of the fighter, he I, well, I forget I forget his name, but he he won the fight. He thanked Jesus Christ, and they bleeped it out. Well, how do you bleep out Jesus Christ? Why would you bleep out Jesus Christ? You can't you can't thank Jesus Christ. Just you know, it's crazy. Let's talk about the Dallas shooting. You know, it's a whole other thing, man. I mean, see what people got to understand is I'm gonna talk about the shooting itself, but. What people have to understand is there's an agenda. And I'm not talking about just, oh, a conspiracy theory agenda or whatever that is. But I'm talking about a biblical agenda. I'm talking about the new world order. I'm talking about what's on the back of the dollar bill. You know what I'm saying? Novus Ordo Seclorum. New world order in Latin. It's literally printed on your the back of your your dollar bill. You, you, you understand? It's, it's right there. There's a new world order coming. We've seen the Pope, and this is amazing. You, you know, any world leader, any international leader, I saw a YouTube video, and it was crazy. It was like saying that if you're a leader, you have to publicly, in some way, in your own words, however you want to do it, advocate the new world order. You know, I, I posted this before, and I was like, dang, really? And so I started doing some research, and I Googled the Pope. 
And I was like, what? The? And, and you see the Pope saying, and you guys do it yourself. Google the Pope on the New World Order, and a quote will come up where he's publicly co-signing the New World Order. It's crazy. You, you'll be amazed. Do it yourself. Just don't even take my word. Just do it yourself. Google Barack Obama. Google, hey, what does, what does Barack Obama, just Google Barack Obama advocating for the New World Order and see what comes up. It's crazy. He put it in a, you know, you know how he uses these words and is very suave with his, you know, his style of speaking. But, you know, he absolutely advocated the new world order and so you know it's very real and if you look at what the bible says about the new world or how how things will be you know one world religion one monetary system you know just one overall way of thinking um one sex you know we're saying that's 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 what it's all about guys you know all this transgender stuff all this gay stuff there is no and I, 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 mean, I mean to say this every time I see it on my phone, and I always forget, but since it's on my mind right now, I don't know what kind of phone you guys have, but this is crazy. It's so deep. It's, most people won't even catch this. But did you, and I think I may have even mentioned this before, you know you can't, there's no such word in your spell check on your phone as homosexuality. Like that's, they took that word out. Like going, like, you know, all right, like go to your go to your text messages real quick. We can do it together. So you, you you're on your text message. You're you're trying to text somebody. And so let's say you want to say, "How's the weather?" Type it in right now. How's the? If you have a phone like mine, you have an Android. It'll give you like misspell the. I I have how's. I put t y e at the bottom. It says the. You can hit the the word and it will automatically change it to the correct spelling of the but you know how's the weather type in weather as you're typing it it gives you the suggestion right you, so you can click you don't even have to type it, you just click it but go on there and try to type in homosexuality let's do it together homo oh, I don't even let's say you don't know how to spell homosexuality where's the the correction for that They'll correct weather. They'll correct any other words you want. But they don't know how to spell homosexuality. Why? Somebody says, wow, I never knew that. Why? No, that's a major deal, guys. And if you understand the reasoning behind that is because there's no such thing in their eyes as being a homosexual. That's why they're going to take that out of the spell check because they want to take the word out of the, the, the dictionary altogether. There is no homosexual. It's just you are what you are. You do what you do. Do as thou wilt. Okay, if you guys know anything about Aleister Crawley, one of the founders of what's known as the Church of Satan, that's the whole concept is do what you want to do. Be who you want to be. Live for now, right? That's the whole thing. That's the whole basis of the Church of Satan. Just kind of live how you want to live. So there is no you're you're gay you're not you're just you and if you like men if you want to be a man and dress as a woman or vice versa hey it's all good I'm pro- I haven't tried it but try to type in transgender I'm pretty sure that won't even come up but I know for a fact homo they took out homosexuality that's the reason there is no homosexual no more that's the new normal it's crazy out here it's an agenda you know and and. And so, like I said, when you look at things like, you know, what you see on the media, what you see going on in Dallas, 
you have to understand the, the plan, the overall plan, the New World Order plan. What the Bible says, how things will be in the end. We're marching you know, ever so quickly towards the end. So that's why you're seeing a lot of things specifically spoken about in the book of Revelations. Like now, I posted online a little, you know, a little uh, grid for you guys. This is how it, it works. First, you have a tragedy. Right, you have you know whether it's a police shooting or nine eleven or the Orlando massacre, you know whatever it is, you have the tragedy, then the tragedy leads to outra- uh, outrage, and then protests. The protests in many cases turn to riots. The riots are broken up by the police, so you have this you know the the good versus bad, police versus the citizens, you know which develops into a race war. You know, so now you have this civil war. What 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 did Captain America? These these uh these movies, man. There's a lot of foreshadowing going on in these movies. Captain America, Civil War was the title. Transformers, Age of Extinction. You know, <laughs> yo, y'all think this stuff is a joke, man? Dark Knight Rises. You know, the dark night rises. You think they're talking about Batman? You gotta look a little, dip, a little bit deeper, guys. You think they're talking about the good superheroes versus the bad superheroes fighting each other in Captain America? Now it's, yeah, yeah, that's a movie, but yeah, it's it's a much deeper than that actually. You guys gotta understand the overall agenda. It's it's called. You guys know what foreshadowing is? It's something that predicts something to come later. You know, but without actually telling you that that's what they're doing. Oh, man, it's crazy. It's it's crazy that most people realize. Tragedy leads to protests. Protests leads to riots. Riots leads to the race war. You can't have a race war. You can't have a civil war, you know, that's ultimately broken up and, and, and put under control by the government without confiscation of guns. That's why, that's the real reason why you have... The you know every time something happens, you know they don't wait a day before you know talking about the gun legislation. You know, but here's the thing: how do you confiscate the guns? You can't confiscate people's guns without having tragedies and protests that ultimately create public sentiment for against guns. Right? I mean, there's no reason to take the guns unless you have people being killed by guns on a large scale. Every couple months, so that's you know that's why you you have people even thinking about allowing them to violate our Second Amendment rights. A lot of people think the Second Amendment is about you know uh, protecting us against each other. No, it's it's specifically was put there so that the government we could have protection against them, against the government. If the government ever tried to enslave the people, the people would be able to defend themselves. We have a right to defend ourselves. It was that's what it was for, not this other stuff. Now, you know, I mean, yeah, yes, you're going to protect yourself, protect your family against intruders and different things. But ultimately, from the constitutional standpoint, it, that's what it was put there for, to protect yourself from the government. And that's why people are – that's why they're so passionate about starting off as, as what do they call it, common sense gun reform. Oh, yeah, of course, that's how it starts. You know, that's how the process starts. To get people on board with it But then when the next big thing comes Okay, yeah, we passed this common sense gun reform Okay, yeah, 
But you know what? That's just not enough. So you know what? We're just going to do what Australia does. We're going to do what France does. And you know what? We're just going to go ahead and take all the guns. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're just going to take the guns. We're just going to we're going to make because you you know that right? There are countries. I don't have a listing of all the countries that do this, but many of the major countries just have a no gun policy. There's just no guns. You know what I'm saying? And I promise you, we may not be here to see it in our lifetime. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. But that day is coming. The United there's no way that other countries have this, but the United States isn't going to adopt this. They're going to make it so that you know, AR fifteens are out any high power rifles, that's the first step. You know what I'm saying? They already took away the you know, made uh automatic guns illegal. But the next step is they're going to uh this is gonna take away the guns. You know, and and once the confiscation of guns, well, they're going to pass gun legislation that makes guns illegal to have and to own. And because all the guns are, if you own it, it's registered, that's when you're going to start seeing your local sheriffs and, uh, you know, different programs where you're going to be forced to turn, to turn in. I don't know if they're going to give you a credit or what, but, you know, you're going to be forced to turn in your guns. And then the next big tragedy is going to happen. There's going to be more riots. There's going to be more protests. And then guess what comes next? Martial law, meaning, you know, curfews and, you know, the it, the government has now basically taken control of the law. It's no longer going to be the laws that are put in place by Congress is going to be martial law, which is, look, the government is in control now because you know, the Army is the new police department, the National Guard, and they take the orders directly from the president. And now we have, it's going to go basically towards a dictatorship. I'm, and that's basically what it is. So, I mean, it's crazy. You feel what I'm saying, guys? So let's talk. I mean, that, and it's unfortunate that it has to be that way, but that's always been their agenda. You know what I mean? It's, it's. I said online, it's coming, and it's, it's, it's actually here now. You know, one of the things uh, that I want to look at as far as the Dallas shooting goes is how many. You know, we're seeing this. You know, this black guy's face being projected everywhere. You know what I mean? His face is being put all over the news, and he's the you know he's the shooter. He's the lone shooter, right? I said, how many shoot? How many people do you know who are military trained snipers with access to high performance rifles and body armor? You you understand that? Let me th- really think about that for a second. How many people do? You, how many black people do you know? Who have access to body armor? I don't. I, I'm a gun enthusiast. I don't know where to buy body armor. All right, I don't. I don't. You know. I mean, I'm actually. I don't know how, but I don't have access to that. I mean, body armor, like bulletproof vests, and you know, all types of stuff. This is stuff that, in my opinion, is it has been put in. You know, this is a, a narrative that is has been injected into the media. Purposely, in my opinion, okay, in my opinion, I don't believe this quote-unquote shooter is who they say he was. I believe there were multiple shooters. Like I told, same the way I believe that there were multiple shooters in the Orlando shooting, 
I you know I just don't. It's come on, come on guys. I mean you got one guy just doing all of this stuff. You know it, I mean how much time went by without them having an actual description of this guy. I watched CNN nonstop and they were just you know wasting time talking to different people where they could have been at least giving us some information on who this person was but that time that you that they weren't even talking about they were wasting they were developing their story you know they were letting things play out so that they could get everything same way they did with the Sarnayev brothers with the Boston bombing that I mean this stuff is just lies and lies and lies and lies okay Lot. They had the guy, Mark Hughes, who was the guy on CNN who was just, you know, carrying an AR-15. They put his face out there. You know? Come on. And, you know, and again, guys, you got to be smart about it. You got to understand that this is, not co- this is not a coincidence, guys. You got – what's happening is you have people doing a peaceful protest, right? And at the protest – you have someone who supposedly hates law enforcement, hates the government, whatever. So now that he starts shooting, so now what's going to happen? Soon, protests are going to be outlawed. And that's where you get the martial law. Because if you think about it, come on. So think about what's happening. Enough of these situations are going to happen that they say, all right, you know what? No more protests. No more permits. We're not granting any more permits for protests. So now when people are protesting, it's not just going to be a peaceful protest. It's going to be a, a you know a criminal thing. Now, but but at the same time, when somebody gets killed, another black man gets killed by a white cop, people they don't they don't care about a permit. They don't care about any of that stuff. They're just gonna, you know, what I'm saying they're gonna just protest. They're gonna take the streets. That's where the police are gonna swarm in. Excuse me. That's where the government is gonna swarm in. The military is gonna swarm in and say, oh, let's break this up. How many of you guys remember what happened in, in Tiananmen Square? In China, you know, one of the, one of the biggest massacres. You know, I was I forget how old I was, but I was a younger guy and uh, probably in high school. And they just you know shot up the crowd. It's a massacre. But that's when you have when you have a government. You know that that's you know hell bent on controlling the people. You do stuff like that to send a message. And I, and again, I'm praying that nothing like that happens here. But you have to understand the process. You gotta understand why this stuff is happening back to back. The day after somebody, you know, two black men killed, and now somebody wants to shoot the cops. How do you think the cops are feeling now towards Black Lives Matter? You know, now I mean, you know, and it's not right, but it's 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 becoming a war. It's a race war. White cops, racist people versus black people. Black Black Lives Matter versus you know versus white. White people, you know what I'm saying, and it, it shouldn't be that way because there's a lot of black cops, there's a lot of white cops, you know. But that's how it's being marketed, you know, and it's unfortunate. I said that uh, I said for years actually how the government and the media does nothing but lie and put tragic events in motion. They put tragic events in motion to push a particular agenda. And I said, I really hope people turn on CNN right now to see just how true this is. I mean, a lot of this stuff, I see it all. Like, I'm able to call BS on a lot of this stuff just by looking at it. But, I mean, if any, this was one of the more easier ones. If you, couldn't, if you couldn't look at the TV, you couldn't look at the news and see that this whole thing was just 
fake and I mean and and clearly government you know just engineered I mean you're just not looking you're just intent on believing any and everything that they tell you because to me it couldn't have been more obvious it's like come on you had a you know Jack Bauer up there you know shooting people down that's 24 if you guys know best best show of all time you know what I mean that's what was going on there wasn't no black guy shooting come on man snipers not saying there aren't black snipers. Not saying I know all about the DC sniper. You know, come on, let's be smart about this stuff. You have to open your minds to understand that everything is not, you know, how it seems. I want to talk a little bit about because uh, we're still talking about what's going on in the world. I may have to do a part two because uh, I still have a lot of entertainment news that I want to talk about. Um, but I, I do want to talk about what's going on in the world as far as politics. Um, because this is all, and you'll see how it all ties in. But I mentioned earlier in the show that you guys have to understand, we are closer than ever. First of all, let me say this. I said a long time ago that when you are, anytime that there, see, money is, is the news is big business. Advertising is big business. Anything entertainment, news, TV is big business. So, if they're focusing 90 to 100% of their time talking about one particular thing, that's a lot of other news that's not getting reported. I mean, really just think about it. Think about everything that's going on in the world, but this Black Lives Matter, you know, that this whole thing has been dominating 24 hours a day of news coverage on all the stations. There's a lot of other stuff that's not being reported on. And then at that so once you understand that, then you got to look at, all right, well, you got to research what's been going on. You have to see what's going on. That's why I'm doing this show, so you guys can hear the real about what's going on. Now, now some of the things are, are amazing that are going on. This is crazy. Did you guys know? And I saw this. And you, they're not even talking about it. This is major. Do you guys understand even what's happening right now? We could all die like tomorrow, like the world could end tomorrow. North Korea, just they're, they're like they tested they they're testing long range ballistic missiles. Okay? They're doing they're doing this is not okay. This is these are acts of war. But the United States because Obama is weak and he's afraid to really engage these people in a in a confrontational type of way that says we mean business, but they're doing these things to egg us on and to show us that they don't respect us. They're they're they have nuclear weapons. They're testing missiles. On long long range, you guys know how you bomb people. They have missiles that can go from North Korea to to shoot us. They're testing these missiles, which is not which is illegal. It's you know it's in violation of international law. They say the hell with you guys. We're going to test it. We're going to make sure we have the capability to shoot to you know send a missile your way. The United States, in response, this happened what, like yesterday, like this weekend. This week, this is all happening like right now. This has never been done before. They're actually testing to make sure this stuff works so they can actually bomb us, which will start World War III. Um, but that's crazy. So we have been doing the same thing. We are now putting in place long-range counter-ballistic uh, missiles that are designed to 
identify missiles coming our way and, I guess, destroy them before they reach us and, and have the ability to, to fire uh, other missiles, you know, in, in response. So this is all happening. This is major stuff. Did you guys see that on CNN? I didn't. Not saying it wasn't, but, you know, I, I haven't seen anything on about that. But this is major stuff. You, this is major. This is World War Three because who's one of North Korea's, you know, allies? And you know who do they? You know what I'm saying? Like what? That's when you really got to start connecting the dots. And we talked about a lot of that stuff when, when we uh, discussed the uh, the Boston bombing. But my point is, without going too deep into that, we are right on the cusp of World War Three. This is not the time that the government wants us to be focused. On war, there's a time and a place for that. Oh, be clear. You know, I mean? there's a, if you guys haven't noticed, there's a time they want us to be in fearful of terror. They be fearful of terrorism, international and domestic. They want us. There's a time for that. There's a time when they want us to focus on race, race relations, which is obviously right now. There's a time when they want us to focus on politics. There's a time for all of this stuff, you know. And so, for whatever reason, this is not the time for. You know, war, or for us to be focused on war, or fearful of war. But and so they're focused; they're taking our attention off of that and putting it on elsewhere. But what could be more important? They're talking about what's going on here. There might not even be it here if they decide to shoot us. They got nuclear weapons. We got nuclear weapons. We decide to have a nuclear shootout. We all die. I mean, I'm just saying you guys know that, right? Like, I'm not saying anything that's like wrong or that's incorrect. I mean. Literally, if North Korea decides to attack us, the world is going to end because it's going to be a, it's not going to be a fair fight. It's like if I hit you and I come, you you know you have a gun, I'm going to get a gun and we're going to shoot each other up, you know. And that's what's going to happen with the United States and, and North Korea and our allies and their allies. Everybody has nuclear weapons, and so it's going to shoot it out. You know? and, and, and a nuclear shootout will be will result in the end of the world. So, yo, people, it's like weird. I say these things and like people are like, oh, okay, for real. He's like, dad, that's crazy. No, like that's your people are more mad about, you know, Philando than they are the fact that we could possibly all die like tomorrow. But that's neither here nor there. I mean, it actually is here, you know, and there very much so. But so that's what's going on from an international standpoint. But let's look at uh, a little bit of politics. I've this is what I've really been look, waiting for, uh, looking forward to talking about. I couldn't believe this. This, I mean, stuff is so corrupt. And I predicted this years, uh, months ago. But as you guys know, Hillary Clinton has been under federal investigation, criminal investigation, for lying about her emails, for unauthorized usage of her emails, destroying evidence. Pertaining to her emails, federal investigation, the most corrupt political scandal in in years. There's never been this level of a scandal surrounding a presidential candidate. There's never been a candidate who's been under federal investigation like this. This is amazing, but yet she won the primary, is you know, is and has people supporting her, but she's. You know, under investigation for for fraud and for for committing what what could possibly be treason. 
but they're not talking about it in that way. But that's what's that's what's going on right now. Now I don't know if you guys know. <laughs> this is crazy to me. The the Attorney General. Come on, guys. I've been waiting to talk about this. the Attorney General Loretta Lynch, black woman appointed by Obama, had a ch- <laughs> a chance meeting with Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton's husband. Now this is this is you know absolutely not okay, not allowed. The husband of a presidential candidate, a former president himself, had a chance secret meeting with Loretta Lynch the day before it was revealed that the FBI would not be and the government would not be pursuing any charges against Hillary Clinton. Does anyone see a problem with that? I mean, does anybody see a problem with that? They are focusing so much on Donald Trump to avoid having the conversation of this stuff. How the heck does the president, uh, President Hillary Clinton's husband, have a secret meeting with the attorney general specifically charged with the responsibility of whether or not to prosecute Hillary Clinton – and she has a secret meeting with Bill Clinton, and then like the day after, it's revealed that they they decided not to not to file charges against it. Like, am I the only person that sees a problem with that? And they're saying, oh no, you know, it, it's just it was just a coincidence. They just happened to run into each other, you know, as they were each getting off their planes. Like what? Like, I mean, do people do people really believe that? It's either people are just stupid and they believe that, or they just don't care. You know, I, I think it's a combination of the two. But either way, it's a major problem. Come on, guys. Now, now watch this. This is this is even crazier than that. That's crazy. But even this is even crazier. The day be, and I posted this on my page. No likes, no comments, no nothing. People just don't care. Just walking around like zombies. No, you know what I mean? Like, oh, uh, you know what I mean? Hillary Clinton, okay, her longtime, I'm going to mispronounce her name, Huma Abden, okay, I'm pretty sure I'm mispronouncing that, but H-U-M-A-A-B-E-D-I-N, Huma, uh, she is Hillary Clinton's longtime assistant. She, I saw an interview with her when she was still working. She said she was like a mother to her. She, you know, was was like a... I think a godmother to her child. I mean, just very, like, they loved each other. Like, and this was a long-time personal assistant, okay? <laughs> Long, I mean, they were, for years, felt like she, she's, I remember seeing, she was saying, like, she raised her. The the day before all hell break loose, all hell broke loose with this, with all these shootings and things, you know, she Testifies reported that she testified. Huma Huma Abdin, Hillary Clinton's longtime secretary, testified that Hillary Clinton destroyed not no she she destroyed documents, classified documents that are supposed to be put on record with the government, but she shredded them to keep these documents secret. She testified to this to a grand jury. And, you know, and 
You know, I I never even saw that reported on by any new. I saw it online. I saw you know it was like a little headline. It can't not say anything, but it, but it was like right after that, all this stuff happened. Hillary Clinton's you know tweeting about these shootings, and it's like nobody's talking about like, yo. You're destroying evidence. Your husband is meeting with the attorney general to to you know to get these charges dropped. Your 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 assistant admitted to shredding classified documents to hide your whereabouts. It was her schedule. Like, different places she would go, she shredded them. You guys know that's, that's illegal, right? That's, you're not allowed to do that. She's the Secretary of State shredding her schedule so that people would not have a record of where she was and where she wasn't. And, and this is stuff that the media has swept under the rug. This is stuff that people just don't care about. But it's it's true, and you know, look this stuff up, Google it, research it, whatever you got to do. But this is again, this isn't like some crazy. This is her longtime personal assistant. That that was her assistant for like over ten years. So I mean, you know, if you got, hopefully you guys care. Hopefully you will consider these things when you vote or not vote or whatever you're gonna do. But you know, you know, everyone's talking about Donald Trump, but I've never seen or heard of a political candidate. With this much surrounded by this much scandal, this much dishonesty, this many lies, this much corruption, I and mean, it's just crazy. You know, you look at this old. I posted online. I said, uh, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump have been good friends for decades. I posted the picture of them all together, Bill and Hillary and Donald and. Uh, it wasn't uh, Melania. It was I think uh, Ivanka at the time, or I don't know who the heck it was. One of his ex-wives But they were all together And um, I just said it's interesting that How the media is painting Donald Trump As this bad guy And he's the worst person in the world But if he's so bad And, and you're Hillary Clinton You're talking so badly This was your this is your friend This is your friend This is, not, this is someone who's given you Thousands of dollars To your campaign And your Your You you know Your Your uh, you know, your causes and, and lobbied, you know, special interest groups. Now now he's a racist. Now he's all these negative things. When you say, you came to this man's wedding, you've been friends with this. Look at the picture. These, they, this was years ago. This isn't new stuff. But now he's all these things because that's what the agenda is to paint him in this way. Come on, guys. We're, we're we're smarter than that. We're smarter. This stuff is all orchestrated by the media to push an agenda to put Hillary Clinton in the White House because she's going to push the real agenda forward. You know. But come on, don't let them. I mean, this whole thing. I watch this stuff, guys. I watch this stuff. I follow this stuff. I analyze this stuff. There's nothing that's really ever been said or done. That's really told, said to me, wow, Donald Trump is a racist guy. And I've been around racist. I've, you know, I've, seen, I've been face-to-face with Ku Klux Klan. I know all, I've been in corporate America. I you know, went to all-white schools. Like, I've, trust me, I know racism when I see it. And it's, this is all, it's all media propaganda, guys. This is, this is all. And it's, it's, that's all it can be because, again, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are friends. So something's not right. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't just be friends with somebody for 20 years, and then all of a sudden you find out they're a racist. Come on. Come on, guys. Let's be smart. You know, you have to, you got to have good cop, bad cop, you know, any, any, any movie, any book, you know, wrestling, um, I mean, anything, politics, you know, basketball, there's always good versus bad, good versus evil. Even the Bible, I mean, you know, any story, anything, you got to have a protagonist versus an antagonist, good guy, bad guy, it's, you know, that's just how it goes. You can't have a political race without good versus bad. And this is a classic example of that. So they're painting him as he'll be the bad guy, no matter what Hillary has done, no matter what she said, calling black people super predators and saying we need to, we're like dogs, we need to be brought to heel, like crazy stuff, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Crazy stuff. Those are things that that were said by Hillary that's more crazy than anything Donald Trump said that was supposedly racist. But yet the media doesn't focus on any of that stuff. You know, her and her husband putting black people in jail for, cra- you know, just crazy stuff that's totally unwarranted. You know, but whatever. One of the things, and this is, yo, this is, speaking of media propaganda, a couple of things I want to say more about politics. Now I want to get into some entertainment news. But this is crazy. I was watching CNN, right? Now, what's the guy's name? Uh, Bakari Sellers, and they do they do this all the time. But this is just one example. Now they don't they have all these different people: white guys, black guys. Well, I want to say white guys, and then they have their black guys. You know, white anchors. They don't do this. But Bakari Sellers, you got people like Mark Lamont Hill who come on. I never noticed this, but I'm watching this, and Bakari Sellers was on there talking about something. I think it was the Black Lives Matter thing, or one of the deaths, one of the shootings. And it was like a little thing scrolled across the bottom of the screen, and it was like supports Bakari Sellers, supports Hillary Clinton. I'm like, yo, what the heck is that? I'm like, supports Hillary Clinton? What does that ha- what do What do his political views have to do with his comments on Alton Sterling? Or Philando Castile. Why don't they do that with the white people? Doesn't say they never had anyone on there speaking. Oh, supports Donald Trump. Scroll across the bottom of the screen. Mark Lamont Hill supports Hillary Clinton. Bakari Sellers support, and it's very discreet too. It just it just scrolls across the screen and then it, and then it goes away. They want you to know. That's the brainwashing. That's the media propaganda. They want you to associate intelligent black people who you most likely agree with, who are speaking about issues that matter to you. They want you to associate that with that person, with Hillary Clinton, when you go to the polls. It's like, oh, he supports her, so, you know, I may not like her or whatever, but if Mark Lamont Hill likes her, then, you know, Bakari Sellers likes her and supports her, then, hey, I guess she's okay. I'm already going to be ignorant enough and not really know her platform anyway. So, but at least somebody that I support supports her, so that's good enough for me. Now, that may not be you guys, because you guys are only listening because you're intelligent people. But most people, you know, they're just off in la-la land somewhere, not caring about anything that's going on. You can, Come on, you know it. 
You know, the vast majority of people in this country, and specifically in the black community, don't give a damn about what's going on with anything unless it's someone that, you know, something that they feel like they can jump on a bandwagon with this whole Black Lives Matter, people getting shot or whatever like that. But all this other stuff, politics and, you know, all this other stuff that goes on, nuclear wars, they don't care, which is really sad to say, but I know it to be true. And it is what it is. You know, we have a problem caring about things that we should. We care about stuff that we really shouldn't care about or, or, or are outraged about things that we really shouldn't be outraged about. And then the things that we should be outraged, we, we don't take a, a, you know, a passion in, which is a major problem. But I, like I said, watch that, though. Watch some of these interviews. Watch some of these uh, segments, and you'll see it's only the black people that they show who, what their political affiliation is. I'm not just talking about if it says someone's a, a Democrat or a, I'm not talking about that. That's normal. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about something that specifically says non-politicians, you know, and it's talking about their political, where their support lies, which is it's only with the black people. And most people won't even notice that. But once you, now that I told you, you'll be like, oh, snap. Like, yeah, well, I wonder why they would do that. I'm telling you why. It's to sway you. It's to brainwash you. All right? It's, you know, Let's talk about what else is going on around the world. And, you know, in other news, this 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 gay agenda, guys, is really is really getting pushed. A couple instances where I saw that uh, we talked about this in, in the Friends of da- uh, the Dayton Tolbert Show group uh, this week. The popular site uh, ChristianMingle.com is now being, and this is ridiculous. This is really ridiculous. One of the most ridiculous things ever. You know they they are now regulating. I don't know if it's the. Uh, it's funny. We just, I was just talking about Facebook and how the government regulates that. Well, now there's a law. Whoever you know dictates this stuff is is basically forcing them to accept um, gays. You know, people who want to create gay profiles and search for gay love on the Christian Mingle site. And it's it's, come, it's like come on. Why would you do that? Why would you make a Christian site accept homosexuals? You know, it's like, okay, if they choose to, they want to open it up to that, okay, fine. But how can you make a Christian site support, uh, you know, uh, homosexuals? It's all for show. I told you guys before, there's going to, it's coming to a point where you're, that you're going to be fined or imprisoned for speaking negatively about homosexuals in any way. I don't care if it's from a biblical standpoint. I don't care what the context is. There's going to be a point and there's going to come a time where anything negative said about gays, lesbians, transgender will result in prison or a fine. And, or you know or or something, you know, whether it's your business being shut down or not being able to get certain permits, whatever it is, it's, it's going to be ramifications, which is very unfortunate. All right, so there's that, and this is amazingly crazy. The Star Trek, you guys ever watch Star Trek? The guy, what's his name? Uh, Sulu, the Asian guy. And this is stuff that also has gotten swept under the rug with all this other stuff going on in the news, but this, but major things nonetheless. The, the Sulu character, they they said they're gonna make him gay. He's basically gay in the new in the new Star Trek. I mean, it's like, yo, can you? Can you have? Can they have anything like? 
does everything have to have a gay theme to it? Whether it's, I'm going to talk about Greenleaf, Oprah's new show a little bit. I mean, like, everything is gay. Like, there's no new show, no new reality show, no new regular show that doesn't have some type of gay uh, piece to it. Lesbian, transgender, whatever. And it's getting ridiculous. I talked to you guys a couple of years ago. Remember when I did this show on uh, where I talked about Skyfall, where, where uh, James Bond, they, they made reference to him possibly being gay or, or, or having a gay experience, and I did a whole big thing on it. I couldn't believe it. One of the most iconic characters ever. You know, I think they said something, uh, he was, James Bond was tied up, and he was being interrogated by, you know, a gay villain, like the villain was gay. And he said something like, you know, I forget the context, but if you watch the movie, you, you'll see what I'm talking about. He was like, something, if you don't do this, how would you like it if I, you know, something, something, ram this, something up your ass. Like, it was something like that. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm not going to quote it verbatim, but it was something like that. What if I do this to you? And, and James Bond said very, you know, uh, not sarcastically, but matter-of-factly, what makes you think that would be the first time? I'm looking like, What? Get, you know what I'm saying? Like what? Like you, you, the writers, whoever, the producers, are so evil. They're so intent on pushing this gay agenda that they're taking these iconic characters, James Bond, uh, Sulu, from the from Star Trek, and they're making them gay or, or giving that you know the illusion of them possibly being gay. Just to you know what is it? Finding Dory. They got gay characters you know in there. They said that's the first openly gay, you know, couple seen in a cartoon, you know, they're gay now. I mean, it's just so much. It's too much, actually. You know, it's really, I mean, it's really too much. But it's unfortunate because it's only going to get worse. You know, and you can thank, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to blame it all on him, but I mean, you know, you really have to thank uh, the president for this stuff. You know, because he has literally, he will go down in history, Barack Obama will go down in history as championing championing the gay movement, you know, gay rights more than any president in the history of this country. You know, I mean, that's that's just, that's a fact. There's been no president who's taken a more active role in, in pushing the LGBT agenda forward than Barack Obama, and I just don't, I can't say I don't understand it, because I get it, but it's just like, a lot of people say, well, you know, you're the president for everybody, and you have to, no, you don't have to do anything, you you know, you he chose to be a Democrat, he chose to adopt a liberal platform, you got tons of politicians who who, you know, interestingly enough, four, because of their religious convictions, have said, I will not support abortion. You know, I will not support same-sex marriages. I will not support any legislation that, that advocates, you know, transgender usage of bathrooms. You don't have to do these things, and you can still be successful in politics. You know, it's okay to say, hey, I'm a Christian, and because of my Christian beliefs, I do not I do not support this. But funny thing is, that's what he said early in his career when he was a senator. Senator Barack Obama said that exact same thing, but then it, when it became candidate for President Obama, 
that's when he changed his tune. And that's, you know, people say, well, you know, what issue do you have with Obama? I can never respect a man, any man, who who will put political aspirations, social aspirations above their spiritual convictions. I cannot respect anyone who would do that. You know, cannot in any way. There was a picture circulating. People were criticizing Bill O'Reilly for putting out this picture of Barack Obama at a Muslim wedding dressed in Muslim garb. They were criticizing O'Reilly for talking about this and he was you know, for saying for criticizing him for criticizing the president, saying that his love for Islam was affecting, you know, a lot of his you know, his role as president in fighting certain radical Islamists when it comes to these terrorism uh the terrorist problem here. And um I mean I don't know. A lot of you guys are Christians. I mean, do you? I know Muslim people. I have Muslim friends. I mean, I'm not dressing in Muslim garb. I'm not. I'm probably not even going to a Muslim wedding. I'm just, you know, again, that's just me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not knocking anyone who chooses to do that, but I'm not. You're not going to see pictures of me. I would hope you wouldn't see pictures of my pastor or, you know, anybody who calls himself a Christian. Participating in in Muslim traditions. I mean, I I even feel kind of stupid saying this because to me it should go without saying, you know. But this is these are things that we see from, you know, from the president that evidently people see as no big deal. Yeah. So let's you know, like I said in the last segment, I wanna I wanna talk a little bit about the BET Awards. Um, I want to talk about some other things going on in entertainment that um you know that I I've seen over the last few weeks. Uh first and foremost though guys, I, you guys know I'm a I play tennis. I am a tennis enthusiast. I love tennis. It's my favorite sport. Um I have a tennis match tomorrow. Um you know, I, I love tennis. And so I I love watching my favorite tennis player is Roger Federer, best tennis player of all time. Was eliminated in the semifinals of Wimbledon this year. He had a chance to win it since uh, Djokovic was knocked out, which is his biggest competition, but he wasn't meant to be this year. But on a happier note, congratulations to Serena Williams for winning her uh, 22nd Grand Slam title, which is it ties her with Steffi Graf for the most in the open era. I want people to understand, like, she's not the best of all time, guys. Stop. She's now tied with Steffi Graf for the best in the open era. She still has to win two more Grand Slams to be uh, to have the most Grand Slams ever, which would be the record held by Margaret Court, who has 24. Now, do I think that when it's all said and done, Serena will surpass Margaret Court? Oh, I'm pretty sure she's playing at such a high level. She's my favorite player. Um, but to say that... At this point, she's the best of all time. I mean, you can't really say that just because, you know, she just there's still people who have done things that she hasn't done at this point. So I just, you know, I like to put things in perspective. But congratulations to Serena Williams. Like I said, my personal favorite player. I love her style. Um, congratulations to Venus Williams as well, who made it to the semifinals of Wimbledon, uh, was eliminated. Um, and if she would have won, she would have, you know, played her sister in the final. But she uh, she lost. But they together today won their six uh, Wimbledon doubles championships. So they had a really good day today. 
congratulations to both of them. And um, like I said, I'm very happy because like I, I watch tennis. Like I watch, I could, I, I have and often do literally watch tennis all day. Like breakfast at Wimbledon, you know what I mean? Like that's what I do when it's when it's on. You know, U.S. Open, I stay up late and watch the, you know, the night matches. So that's just, I love it. Um, what else though? What else is going on out here? So I wanted to talk about the the uh, BET Awards a little bit. I know a lot's happened since the BET Awards um, a few weeks ago, but there was. I mean, I don't want to talk about everything, but there were some things that I think need to really be addressed. One of the things that I want to touch on was everyone's talking about Jesse Williams. Um, Jesse Williams, it's it's interesting. And I, I, from what I've heard from him over the years. Uh, he he makes some good points. Um, he I have no problem with him per se. Um, he's made some good points that I think, from a a racial standpoint, are necessary to be said. Um, but I I don't like his delivery a lot of times. I mean, he's he's not a Christian. I've heard him speak about religion, and he's not a Christian. He doesn't subscribe to a particular religion. He uses a lot of profanity when delivering his messages, which kind of, to me, is like a little bit of a turnoff. Um, but as far as the content that he's putting out there, a lot of I've heard a lot of things that he said from a struggle. You know, our struggle as a as a black community are on point. Um, I'd like to see him diversify his message. I mean, I can, well, I'm not even going to say that. I mean, he does what he does. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna say I want him to change. I mean, he like he does what he does. I do what I do. You know, Dr. Umar Johnson does what he does. Like you know what I'm saying? It's you take you you know people do what they do. It's not up for us to change people or overly analyze people's uh, opinions. I mean, that's how he felt. You know. Um, speaking of which, it definitely I, I was on YouTube. Somebody told me. Shout out to my frat brother. He was like, "Yo, man, I heard you. Uh, I was on YouTube and I heard you." interviewing Dr. Johnson. I'm like, really? I said, I don't really put my, I said, I'm on iTunes, I'm on podcasts. I don't really put my interviews on uh, YouTube, although I think I may start doing that. He's like, no, I'm pretty sure it was you. But yeah, I guess that was one of Dr. Dr. Johnson's people. He chopped up the interview and he, you know what I mean? And he made individual YouTube clips. So if you guys maybe missed the interview and you don't have, you know, two hours to listen, maybe just go on YouTube and, and, you know, look up Umar Johnson on the Data on Tolbert show, and there's about at least three or four different segments from my interview, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, where he talked about specific points. So uh, I found that to be pretty cool, pretty interesting. So check it out. Um, but, yeah, so but back to uh, Jesse Williams. Um, there have been a lot of calls for him to be fired and petitions, and that's just stupid. I mean, you know, we live in a country where there's freedom of speech. You should be able to speak how you, you feel without having to feel like, you know, you'll be fired from your job. And, and I, you know, people are saying he was making race, racist statements. Nothing he said was racist. Nothing he said was bad. I mean, that's how he felt. And uh, it was what it was. So I think that was crazy. Just, you know, black Twitter, whatever that means, has been attacking Justin Timberlake. As he said he actually relates to what Jesse Williams was saying, he was feeling. You mean how you give somebody a compliment and they get it, get attacked? I mean, people. That's how stupid people are. That's how much how little lives people have. I mean, somebody they're just sitting back 
waiting for the opportunity to attack someone over their opinion. You know, one of the things that I found interesting, though, um, a, a very interesting observation. Now, Janelle Monet. All right, I was talking about. I was watching uh, the the BET tribute uh, to Prince. Yeah, different people, different artists come out. I, I enjoyed the tribute. I thought it was good. I, I liked Prince's Prince. I liked his music. Um, Janelle Monae is an interesting observation about her. She has traditionally been very conservative, and this isn't the first time. A lot of people are saying, "Well, yeah." You're going to talk about her ass being out, this and that. That was just for the Prince tribute. That's an outfit Prince Prince wore. Listen, listen. It's not about that. And I, we, we talk here on the show about, you know, the, the the entertainment industry and what's required. You know, I said it, I had a whole big conversation about this several years ago when Alicia Keys went through her transformation, you know, or, or started the process. I don't know what happened, but... uh you know, even Alicia Keys, you know, she came out with the braids and she was just kind of very conservative. Next thing you know, she's got her chest out, she's got this tight stuff, she got her belly showing, and she, she went through a little sexualization phase, you know, and that's just the natural progression. You know, look at Taylor Swift, when she came out, next thing you know, she's naked, Christina Aguilera. I mean, and the list is endless. I mean, that's what Hollywood does. Britney Spears came out, you know, Innocent Sierra came out. You know, you can't have my goodies. Next thing you know, she's butt naked. I mean, it's all craziness. That's just what the entertainment industry does. Same thing with Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet came out in freaking tuxedos. You know what I mean? Totally covered. Doing her little James Brown dances and all that stuff. And, that, you know, it was cool. That was her That was her look. And I even, you know, followed her. I actually listened to interviews that she would that she would give. And um, she, they asked her, they were like, yo, you know, your style is very unique. Where do you get your style from? You know, what do you think about some of these other women who are dressed more provocative? She said, you know, I don't judge them. She was like, I don't, you know, that's that's them. She's like, but as far as me, she's like, that's not my style. She's like, I don't, I don't show my body. I'm not going to show my body for likes or social media or for record sales. She said, that's just not me. That's not how I was raised. She said, I come from a small town. I was like, okay, cool. She, she's got her head on straight. I was like, okay, I wonder how long she'll last, you know, with that type of mentality. Now, I followed her record sales. I followed her, her you know, her uh, interviews and things like that, but I also followed her sales. Now, this was someone who's been on Bad Boy. Now, watch this. She, guys, has been around for a while. She was flying under the radar with that whole tuxedo thing. She never had that crossover, you know, appeal. You know, because she wasn't taking off her clothes, she she wasn't selling a lot of records, she wasn't, you, you never heard her music on mainstream radio, but then a few years ago, I noticed her transformation, you know, she, she stopped wearing that, that hairstyle, you know, got a little, started with the hair, next thing you know, she started wearing, instead of all black, she started wearing white, then a couple things, I saw, I saw some cleavage, First of all, I saw her getting thicker. I'm like, okay, you, you know, working a little something. But then, you know, I saw a little cleavage. Then I saw some tights. And it was just like a transform. Then she had a song out, and it was about sex. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. You know, <laughs> and then at the BET Awards, she comes out. She's got the stomach out. She's got the all, the all white on, the tights on. And then she turns around, 
and, and she's got the ass out, like the butt cheeks were out. I'm like, oh boy, I guess the transformation is complete, huh? And it's not. And a lot of people say, like I said, it was, no, that was the Prince tribute. But what you have to understand is, there's always a reason. You know, it's never, oh, I'm just going to be naked. It's like, oh, this is the outfit that is appropriate for this particular song, this particular performance, or whatever. There's always a reason. Even Nicki Minaj, she'll give you a reason for why, you know, why she's naked. But you just got to understand that there's only so long you can be in the entertainment industry. You can only have, you know, so much longevity without conforming to, you know, the preset standards of the industry you you know sex sells you can't have uh success in an industry driven by sex without selling sex yourself and so i just want people to understand janelle monet monet is no different you know it's the reason why you see her covering up one eye and throwing up certain hand gestures and um you know now she's got the rev i don't know if it's rev revlon or cover girl she's got these you know these these modeling contracts, these endorsements. These are million. This is big business. You know you gotta understand to have that level of big business without having, um, you know, actual hits. You know you're in the music industry, but you're not really making music that's selling a lot of. You know, but but you got other stuff going on. You gotta ask yourself like, hmm, what's what's really going on there? And I'm not knocking her. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, I've followed her career, but you just got to understand that in the music industry, there are no exceptions. You know, I don't care if it's gospel. I don't care if it's, you know, rap, hip-hop, R&B, jazz, whatever. I mean, you're going to have, if you wanted that national stage, you know, you've got to conform. Now, if you're, I, I was watching an uh, interview with Lupe Fiasco. You guys know Lupe Fiasco? One of the more respected, and I've talked about this before, but I saw a very interview that I, a very interesting interview that I'll never forget. And they asked him, and, I, and you know, I've seen you know, Google Lupe Fiasco right now, six six six. See what comes up. Just Google, go to go to Google. Let's do it together. Watch this; it's gonna be crazy. Watch this, Lupe. Go to Google right now with me. Go Lupe Fiasco, and just type in the, the number six 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 behind it. And then you click on images. See what we got here. Oh, huh? What's this? What do we what do we have here? You guys doing it with me? You got Lupe Fiasco. Okay, he's throwing up the the, the triangle, the diamond sign. You got Lupe Fiasco throwing a six 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 hand sign. You have Lupe Fiasco throwing up a six 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 sign over his right eye. Uh, yeah, so that's that's basically indicative of the fact that he has sold his soul for fame and fortune just like every other music industry uh, artist. Now, I, the interview was interesting because that was in the beginning of the career. If you look at these signs, if you guys are still on Google, his hair, his hair is low, right? His hair is very low, which indicates that this is early in his career because, as you know, he now has dreadlocks, and which take longer to grow. So several years later, I saw an interview with him saying, you know what, I'm just, you know, I'm retiring from the music industry. They're like, what? You're one of the most respected rappers in the industry. He's like, yeah, you know, it's just it's just a lot. The industry is, you know, it's crazy. So, um, 
He's like, no, I'm gonna still make music. He's like, I'm just not. I'm looking to do it on a smaller platform. He's like, I'm not looking to do it on this whole big thing with this machine behind me pushing me. He's like, I just want to kind of be able to do my own thing. And that's basically code for, I sold my soul. I realized I sold my soul, but I'm I I love what I do, but I don't want to be controlled. I don't like having to have sold my soul. I just want to be able to make music, and so that's why he's quote unquote retiring from the industry but he's he's retired just like it's like lauren hill i mean look how many people like lauren hill you know lupe fiasco i mean the list goes on and on people who were at the the highest level who have spoken out about the industry and how it's really run but they still make music but on a much you know smaller scale right more independent scale and that's the i mean you know that's what happens you know, people look at look at people like DMX or you know just people who have spoken out. So there's that which I found to be interesting. So yeah, I mean we'll see what happens with Janelle Monae and you know and pray for these people because uh, the music industry and, and the entertainment industry as a whole is 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 evil. You know the Bible says do not love things of this world for the love of money is the root of evil. I mean the list goes on and on. I mean it speaks specifically about uh, the cost of fame, the price of being a celebrity. Uh, what else? So this is another thing. Speaking of the industry being evil, you know, and I posted the the still shot. You know, I took a screenshot, you know, with my phone, and I Googled, you know, satanic pentagram. And, you know, follow me on Facebook. If you, you know, you saw this. If, you, if you're on my page, you saw it. If you're in the friends group, you saw it. You know, Pentagram is the is basically the star of Satan. It's it's the image known and used to identify, you know, satanic worship. And so you had that you have that star, but then the image that the BET Awards was using was actually the same. Like when they were presenting the awards, it was actually the same exact star. It was the pentagram, it just turned upside down. And so I just want people to be aware of this stuff because. Um, like I told you, you see BT Awards broadcasted on MTV, broadcasted on Nickelodeon, broadcasted on Centric, broadcasted on VH1. I mean, why? Because it's they're all run by the same people, you know. And so if you if you understand what these big conglomerates who own all of these stations and you know what they believe and what messages they focus on, doesn't matter if it's gospel, whatever. They're going to use that that you know that platform to push their agenda. You know that's why you see this celebration of gospel on these networks, and why you see certain images, certain artists performing in different things. I mean, you'll you'll see Kanye West on, doing gospel at some point, which is obviously a complete mockery and complete blasphemy. But you know the reason he's even allowed to do that is because the producers, you know, and the network owners. Or whatever they, you know, that's good for business. Oh yeah, let's make them. Let's use Kanye West to make a mockery of of Christianity. Anybody notice anything interesting in the beginning of the show? Who opened up the show? Everyone's favorite, Beyonce. You know, we talk a lot about Beyonce and Jay Z and just them having these these God complexes. And uh, and just kind of wanting to be God, portraying themselves as gods, you know, satanic imagery, demonic Im- imagery, 
you know, but you guys have to understand we you know I've talked about this for years, but this is just a um you know another example we've had countless in the past, but what was she doing? What was she doing in her performance? Anybody catch it? Beyonce was walking on water, right? She was, you know, that was, I mean, it was, you know, great performance as far as, you know, um, ta- she's a very talented woman. But you guys have to look beyond the talent, look beyond the music, and look at the imagery, look at the messages. You know, look at this is someone who's literally what believes she called herself I am. That was the name of her album. We all know that God is the only I am, the great I am. It was, you know, Jehovah, Jehovah. These people view themselves as gods. So this, you guys have to be able to understand and see the imagery uh, behind Beyonce performing on water, where it gave the illusion that she's literally walking on water. I mean, I don't. If you can't see that, like I don't, you know, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's very subtle. No one's gonna come out and say, "Hey, guys," you know. I view myself as a god. You know, this, the imagery is, is based upon, excuse me, the industry is based upon portraying ourselves as gods and making a mockery of God. No one's going to come right out and tell you that, but you just got to be able to, you know, connect the dots and understand this is how they operate. This is how it's been in, you know, in the Bible, how it is now, how it's going to continue to be. So when you see people doing things like walking on water or, you know, just calling themselves Jesus, you know, making a mockery of Jesus. You know, that type of stuff is, you know, it's uh, it's the epitome of, uh, you know, Satanism, Satanic worship. So so there's that. So I wanted you guys, wanted you guys to, you know, take a look at that. And there was other stuff throughout the BET Awards, but, I mean, honestly, none of it really. Oh, one thing that I will say, I mean, and just going back a little bit, because that's one thing I didn't want to forget about Jesse Williams. Like I said, I had no problem with Jesse Williams' speech. But what I have a problem with is the hypocrisy that's associated with much of the black community. Because did you got anyone notice the 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 performance immediately after Jesse Williams? Anybody? Who was it? Who came on right after Jesse Williams? I mean, not even a commercial break separating. But immediately after Jesse Williams was Future. You know, here we have Jesse Williams talking about, you know, empowering us as a people to not be oppressed and not be viewed as thugs, as, you know, as as killers, as we're better than that. We come from a lineage of kings and queens, and we will not be oppressed, and we will not be murdered, and we will not be, you know, made to be fools and you know, portrayed as ignorant and different things like that, you know, but immediately after, and people were on their feet, people were glued to the TV screens, everyone was reposting and, you know, just talking about it and complimenting him, great speech, oh my gosh, I feel so empowered, but immediately after, it's literally seconds after his speech, Future comes out, literally glorifying a thug mentality, a nigga mentality, glorifying drug use, illegal guns, everything that the black community, that's plaguing the black community, ironically, drug use, gang violence, you know, gangster, just the whole gangster mentality, drugs, crime, murder, death, 
you know, drug use. He brags about being on the same stuff that Michael Jackson was on when he died. Like, he brags about this stuff. You know, getting high, being a criminal. And people were jumping up like monkeys, you know, praising him. The same, the same people who were praising Jesse Williams' speech, literally seconds later, were jamming to future glorifying drugs, crime, and violence, and sex. Does anyone see the hypocrisy associated with that? I mean, I don't see how you can't. You know what I mean? It's like, come on. The same people, the same, literally 10 minutes, less than 10 minutes later. And we just got to, it's like, which, which, which is it? Do we want to be conscious or do we want to be ratchet? You know, do we want to be empowered or do we want to be niggas? Because I, I, I don't get it. I don't see how someone, you know, praises Jesse Williams, but then jams to, you know, to a song called Wicked. Wicked, 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 wicked. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the heck? Wicked. He got, he got, the song was called Wicked. You, he comes out jamming the fire. There's fire in the background. It's just darkness and flames. People think it's cool to emulate and to simulate hell. Rick Ross, Jay-Z, Beyonce, darkness, fire. It's all it's all hell. You're, they're simulating hell and themselves as Satan dancing around in hell. You know, look at Beyonce's performance, super dark. But at the same time, you know, she's got she's walking on water. She's God, but it's God in hell. It's yo, it's I see I study Satanism. People don't realize that. To to you can't study the Bible without also studying Satanism and expect to have the total picture. You can't fully understand good unless and until you understand evil. So when you understand evil, that's how you're able to spot evil and understand when you do see it. So you can be like, whoa, this is evil. A lot of people are looking at evil and not even understanding that it's evil because they don't understand what evil is. So, yeah, but it's, it's crazy. There's a lot of satanic imagery at the BET Awards, in music in general, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. When, where is this thing at? Where is it? I want to say something before I run out of time. I wanted people to look at something. And I don't have the scripture in front of me right now, but I want you guys to look at something. Like, you know what the Bible says about idols, you know, false idols, worshiping idols, images in God's likeness, um, you know, just worshiping people. You know, we're not supposed to worship people or things. We're supposed to worship God. You know, we're not supposed to love the things of this world. We're not supposed to put people on pedestals. We're not supposed to idolize. You know, but but ironically, that's all we do, and we're seeing more and more of that. I just want I, wrote, I jotted down some shows that I wanted you guys that I thought would be interesting to, to kind of throw this point home. What are we? What's new? What are the hottest new shows? The hottest new shows and the most popular new shows are, I'm just going to throw out some names, Celebrity Family Feud, Dancing with the Stars, okay, American Idol, you got The Voice, where you got celebrities coaching and mentoring, you know, young musicians into hopefully they're turning them into idols themselves. Which is really the same premise as American Idol, the same thing. You got lip sync battle. 
What's Lip Sync Battle? Well, it's a show about celebrities singing songs by other celebrities. What could be better? Let's idolize them. Let's worship them. Let's cheer them on. What else? Do, what did we have back in the day? Lifestyles of the rich and famous. What was after that? Cribs. What do we have now? What's new on BET? Everyone's watching. Music moguls. Right? And, you know, and what all and what these things are, and I'm not knocking these things, you know, because, you know, I watch some of it too, but you just got to understand it. The, you gotta, I want you to understand the purpose behind it. The purpose of these shows is to get people to worship celebrities. And not just worship them, but to, you know, live vicariously through them. It's like, wow, I'm watching Cribs. His crib is nice. I want to live there. I'll, he's my new favorite celebrity because he has this, this crib. Or uh, my favorite, I want to see my favorite celebrity, you know, dress up like a woman and dress up like, like a man and sing a song on Lip Sync Battle hosted by L. Cool J who's wearing makeup, lipstick on the freaking show, which we talked about a few, a few uh, weeks ago. You know, American Idol. Let's idolize this person who beats all the competition to become America's idol. Let's worship him. You know, let's get let's watch all these stars, you know, celebrities dance on uh dancing with the stars. Let me root for my favorite celebrities. Call in. Let me worship them by by my support by calling the number to to vote for them. Let's watch all these uh, Family Feud is cool, but let's let's make it a little bit better by adding favorite celebrities to root for. And it's I guess it's 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 made to look like it's all fun, but again, it's it drives the the point home of you know, what God doesn't want us to do, which is loving things of this world, worshiping people of this world. You know, it's really deep, actually. But I just was, I was just thinking, and I, so I jotted some some, some titles down of these, uh, these shows. Uh, you know, so what else is going on out here? What else is going on? It's crazy, man. As you see, there's a lot going on. Sierra and what Russell Wilson. Right, they they're married. Hey, congratulations! What I will say is, um, they they said they didn't sign a prenup, and I and I'm I'm glad I'm glad to hear that. I mean, you know, you never know. I just think that's stupid, you know. And I did a whole show uh, years ago on on prenups. You know, Google prenups on the Data on Tolbert show if you missed it uh, from several years ago, where I just, I just talked about from a biblical standpoint, you know what the overall effect of a prenup will do for your marriage. I mean, you're basically saying, hey, God, bless me with love, bless our union, you know, but, you know, I I don't trust you to bless it forever, you know. Speaking of which, you know, wish me happy uh, anniversary. My anniversary with my wife is tomorrow, you know what I mean? Six years, guys, you know what I'm saying? Excellent, excellent uh, wife I have, beautiful wife I have. And, uh, I mean, that's really what, what it's all about. And so when you say you love someone and you want to marry someone, you shouldn't. it shouldn't be a business transaction. It shouldn't be an arrangement. There shouldn't be lawyers involved. You know, it shouldn't be, okay, if we, if we break up or when we divorce, this is what you brought, this is what I brought. Why are you getting married if you're planning, actively planning for your divorce? Makes no sense whatsoever. So uh, I'm glad to hear. I mean, I would, you know, I did. I've done shows on them. We did a show on uh, 
Russell Wilson and Sierra and just specifically talking about men raising other men's children and the whole uh, situation with, with Future and, uh, you know, and Sierra. So uh, check that out if you missed it. That's why I don't have too much to say to them because, like I said, did, literally did a whole show on it. Um, but, yeah, what else, man? Uh, Kevin Durant, I mean, I really don't care. I mean, he went to the, the Warriors. I really don't care about that. I could care less. Um yeah, I just don't care. I mean, people are criticizing him. Look, he's a grown man, just like LeBron was a grown man. He's a grown man. You know, people go where they want to go. They play basketball where they want to play. They're more important things. doesn't matter where he's playing basketball, guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, what else? Uh, I mean, people are Googling his Black Planet page. Like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, people are like stalkers, man. Like, oh, yeah, let me dig up your Black Planet page. I mean, who, like, it's crazy. You know, people are mad at Kyrie Irving. I've been wanting to talk about this for a few weeks now. They're mad at Kyrie Irving because he had a yacht party and he had a whole bunch of white women. Who cares? You know, who cares? Only people who who have a problem with that are probably bitter black women. You know what I mean? Who wish they were on the yacht getting smashed off. How come I couldn't get smashed off by Kyrie? Who cares? You know, it does, he's a grown man, and if he if he likes white girls, then he likes white girls. If he likes black women, I mean, it is what it is. You know? People have a right to like who they want to like, and is, from a relationship standpoint, from a self-esteem standpoint, ladies, you have to love yourself enough to not care. Somebody doesn't want to date a single mother. Somebody doesn't want to date someone with a weave. You know, these are all things that are okay. You know, don't get mad at someone. Don't want to fight someone. Don't cut someone out because they want someone other than who you have chosen to be. That's their prerogative. You know, what else is going on? Birdman. Birdman and Tony Braxton. You know, I don't care about that either. I mean, like I said, like, you guys you, you guys will hear me talk. And, you know, you'll hear me do these shows. You've heard me do these shows over the last 10 years. You'll know when I'm passionate about something. You'll know when something matters because I'll talk about it and I'll be passionate about it. I don't care if I'm like that's why this is not a gossip show. I'm not Wendy Williams. I don't just talk about anything and everything. I talk about things that matter. This is real radio that matters. Use the hashtag RRTM. That this is real radio that matters. It doesn't matter that Birdman is dating Tony Braxton. She's a grown woman. He's a grown man. You know, if they want to date, then that's you know that's fine. There's nothing wrong with them dating. See, I think, and that's where because that's where it gets you know uh, shifted into you know being judgmental. A lot of people fall into that trap of of judging someone's decision. You know that especially when that decision has nothing to do with the greater good of society, or it's not in any way affecting. Um, got people's perception of God, or it's not. You know what I mean? Like if Beyonce wants to put forth satanic imagery, Jay Z is calling himself Jehovah. Okay, well then, yeah, we got to talk about that. But but Birdman and Tony Braxton dating. Now if, now if somebody asks me a question, hey, look, how do I find love? And you know, the desire of my heart is a true Christian man. Well then, yeah, I'll tell you. I'm, I'll say, well, you probably don't want to date someone like Birdman. But from what I understand, Tony Braxton is not 
you know, she's not saying, and you know, hey, I have to have a true man of God, and I'm on, and a woman who's on fire for God, and you know, that's not what I've heard her say. She never called eight five five fifty five date on to to ask my opinion on her relationship. So I I don't have too much to say on it. You know, with everything else, I wish them the best. You know, what else we got here? Nick Young is in the news. I mean, I, most people, if he didn't play for Philly, I probably wouldn't even know who, who Nick Young was. You know, but Nick Young was, was caught cheating on Iggy Azalea. Who cares about that? I mean, he's stupid. She had the security cam. He He's bringing women into their crib, smashing them off in their bed. I mean, he's just a stupid guy. You know? So, I don't mean, you know, I'm, I'm glad she left him. I mean, it's sad to say, you see a lot of women who look like us, they stay in those situations. I was watching, was it, Marriage Boot Camp? <laughs> was it, I don't know if y'all watched that, but was it uh, Lorenzo and, and British, who used to be on Basketball Wives LA? And, and I don't even watch it. I just saw this one episode. They were like, she was like, yeah, Lorenzo, tell me, how many times have you cheated? Have you cheated on me? Have you had sex with anyone but me since we've been together? He was like, yes. She's like, what? How many times? I'm like, what? What difference does it make? He was like, four times. She was like, wait, four times or four different women? He was like, four different women. She's like, what? He's like, how long is it? Like, and she just kept asking questions. You know what I'm saying? It's like, why do why do we have to stay in these types of situations? You know, Iggy, Iggy found out he was cheating. And she said, look, I'm out. I thought I could forgive him. I can't, so I'm gone. I've said a long. I've been saying this for years, man. Ladies, you gotta get your self-esteem weight up. You know, you gotta you gotta start not settling and not feeding into the devil's lies that you'll be single forever. You know, she caught she caught him red-handed. Said, "I'm gone." A lot of y'all catch these men red-handed. And say, "All right." <laughs> you don't even catch him. He admits it. He said, "Look, I had sex with four different women on multiple occasions." And the chick stayed. They're still together. With uh, Toya, Toya Wright, but Memphis hits. You know they're going through their stuff. I mean, you know it is what it is. What else, guys? A couple other things I um I I noticed on here. In the news, they're talking about canceling Doc McStuffins. My my daughter loves Doc McStuffins. She's got the I bought her the jacket. The, it comes with the the medical uh, bag, the what do you call it? The uh, the whole medical kit, all the, the stethoscope is in there, and everything else is in there, and it, and they want to cancel it. But meanwhile, you got stuff like Trifu Tom, you know, freaking doing satanic worship. It's amazing. I never seen anything like that. I told you guys, I never seen anything. Yo, you got this guy. He's like, all right, kids, we're gonna do, we're gonna we're gonna do some magic. But first, we got to get into our magic poses. He's like, so get on your knees, put your hands up into the air, and repeat after me. I'm like, what? I'm like, yo, what the heck? Get on your knees and put your hands in the air and repeat after me. And then this guy's repeating, like, you know, satanic worship stuff. I'm like, oh, oh, that that ain't going down. I said, okay, so you're not watching no tree food, Tom. You know what I'm saying? You You got that. You got little charmers. You know, freaking little girls riding around on, you know, witches riding around on broomsticks. But they, you know, this stuff can stay on. <laughs> but they're canceling Doc McStuffins about a little black girl who, 
who helps people feel good. You know, yo, man, this is an evil world we live in. You know, it's it's a satanic world, and uh, we gotta we gotta we gotta expose evil, expose darkness. Oprah's got the new show on OWN. I, I mentioned it, I think, the last time I was live, but uh, uh, Greenleaf, which uh, my wife and I watched the first few episodes, and it's, uh, you know, it's interesting. You know, but obviously, you know, they got the whole storyline of the, you know, the guy on the DL. You got a freaking child molester on there, you know, going around raping kids. I mean, it's, you know, it's unfortunate, but, um, and, and it's centered around the church. And it's you get to see the ins and outs of of a mega church, which is an interesting um, dynamic in and of itself. Just because you know many of us go to larger churches, and so you see a lot of the, you know, the ins and outs of potentially, um, you know, volatile situations that you know that go on in inside the church. So I watch it. You know, we'll, you know, I'll come back and talk about, you know, some of the the plots and different the different storylines in, in more detail. But um, I just wanted to, you know, put it out there. Hopefully you guys are watching it because probably at some point I'll be, uh, you know, discussing it from a, you know, a deeper, deeper standpoint. Um, guys, I think that's about it. I think I, I you know, pretty much touched on uh, everything I wanted to talk about tonight. Interestingly enough, uh, you know, continue to pray for peace. You know, these riots and protests and different, you know, murders and just, just, just pray, man, because it's getting bad out here. Um, you know, but I'll, I'll end tonight by saying, you know, what I what I spoke about in the beginning, as far as this stuff is concerned, whether it's the politics, the international relations, you know, we're about to be at war, um, corruption in government with Clinton and all these other things going on, you know, cops killing killing kids and you know, or us killing each other. I mean, no matter what it is. You know, whatever's being seen on on the on CNN, whatever's being seen, you know, on NBC, social media, Facebook Live, whatever it is, we gotta we gotta put Jesus Christ back on our timelines. We gotta put Jesus Christ back in the conversation. You know, you know, you don't even hear people say, "Dad, you know, pray for pray for people." You don't even really hear people talking like that now. People are so angry. People are so mad. You know, we just got to really start making Jesus a, a part of, you know, the conversation because it's only getting worse out here. People are only drifting further and further away, you know, from God and, and, and closer to really Satan and, and this satanic agenda, this satanic narrative that's being pushed by the government, by the media, you know, to take us away from that. And um, things are only going to get worse as we get further and further away from, from Christ. So. I want to thank you guys for listening. You know, keep that in mind. And uh, hopefully you guys go to church tomorrow, man. I'm, I'm going to church. Like I said, it's my anniversary, but no place I'd rather be than uh, than church tomorrow. You know, get some word. You know what I mean? Get, the, get some good music. Leave church, get some good food. You know what I mean? Play a little bit of tennis. Have some, have some quality time with my family. And I hope you guys do the same, man. So, uh, like I said, I'll come back live. You know, a few days. I'm just trying to start doing a little bit, you know, more shows, but not necessarily three hours, maybe an hour here, hour there.
because there's so much going on, and I don't I don't like being away for a week or two weeks or whatever it is. So uh, I do appreciate you guys continuing to listen to the archive shows. Like I said, I rebroadcasted the best of Between Brothers. Been doing the best of Barbershop Talk lately. Best of Keeping It Real Fridays. So uh, you know, continue to listen, share the links, share the show with people, and uh, I thank you, and I will see you guys next time. Good night.